Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Traps, 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 Testing one two. Testing. Oh, now I hear something. Now I hear. Hello, hello, hello. New York, a unique. New York, a unique. Are we ready? Welcome to MMA. Hey, everybody! Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Mayhem Miller, Jason Mayhem Miller, uh, as well as Ween Dog. What's up, dude? It's going to be a great podcast. We are at Better Box Studios uh, and uh, sponsored by Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California and probably everywhere else at this point. So get it delivered. Okay, we went, where did we go the other day? Like at an Apple store of marijuana? Yes. Uh, it was, uh, it was so weird. It was unbelievable. So get it delivered. Don't leave your house. Dispensaries could be a, a trap. You spend all day there. They, they, it's, you have stuff to do, okay? Get it delivered. Go to Speedweed. I used the THC sex lube last night with my wife. We had, we had amazing experiences. Uh, Breathtaking. My, my, my dick got the munchies. I don't okay, know about so, going what? to the damn weed store, man. I, I, I had a... <laughs> you didn't like it there. I remember, I think everybody at like a certain... Once you get to age 30, yeah. you like better have a story like this of like fucking up with the edible. Yeah. Because I like walked into that weed store when I was... I don't know. Yeah. And the girl said to me, yeah, these cookies are good because I, you know, I was training for fights. I didn't want to smoke right. the. I didn't want to inhale the carcinogens. I wanted to eat and you know relax that way. And I asked her, "So how much of this cookie do I take?" And this, you know, I'll just I won't call her fat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know, she was big bone lady. Right. Yeah. She was like, I eat a whole one of them, and I was like, all right, I eat a quarter of that thing. And I was seeing fucking robots on the ceiling. So just be careful, kids. Just be careful with and what, that. And what fight was before this? Was this before what fight? Ah, fuck if I know. I don't know. Come you, on, bro. Do your fights you're always, all blend in? You're like, yes. Really? Yeah, I know. It's a big blurry mass at this <laughs> point. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to say head injury, but I mean, goddamn. You know, uh, it's more of like that phase of my life when you're training for fights. It's just the same shit. It's just different video games. But, but this guy came to a, a show over the weekend in Vegas and told me that he's like, oh, I love the podcast at Mayhem. He goes, tell him I have pictures of him after one fight. I guess it was back in a day where you won and then took the ring girl that was in there and started spinning her around. Sounds like uh, something Mayhem would like do. Over your head? Like, like a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. basically doing yeah, that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like a science Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It well, was very, like, it's a little patchy. Yeah, but I remember that. Yeah. Hashtag me too. I know. God bless you. Uh, that, that was before. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. right, I'm editing that part out. Um, no, this is this is mayhem. This is this is. <laughs> She's probably loving it. So I'm hoping you won. Oh, uh, meanwhile, so I went to Vegas this week, and this is just my luck. Okay, so I had a show Saturday night. It was great. I was at the I was at the Strat, and every time I take off to stay for the fight, 
it's always the worst fight ever. It was like, I took off my, my show Saturday. It was for like Wonder Boy Woodley 2, mm-hmm. where like the, I was sitting. It was actually kind of funny because these guys behind me kept going, this fight sucks. You, this, this is terrible. F you guys. You guys are pussies. And normally you're like, I like to see you get in there. I look behind me. It was the Diaz brothers yelling wow. this, right? So I asked. Wait, what fight were they bitching about? It was Woodley Wonder Boy 2. Oh, that one. Okay. I thought you were talking about this past weekend. So I, I, I actually said to Nate, I go, did you ever have a fight that you couldn't get started? And he goes, yeah, once in the fifth grade, he goes, this kid beat me up and I couldn't get, and everyone made, and I'm like, but he was being serious. Yeah. Like he thought that was one of his, like he counts his fifth grade fights. Yeah, he puts those on his record. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get, he's doing, he's going from the, the, the uh, Gracie version, uh, you know, the Gracie way of, of judging fights. You got to judge for every one of your street fights. Every one of them. Is on your record, yeah. I think that was actually more important than fights he got paid for because he was actually like, he was reliving the it. The passion's the same, but. So, uh, so it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, uh, I have a show. People want to come to my show. I've got a bunch of reservations, yada, yada. So, but I'm, so, cause when I stay, it's like, or the guy that I'm rooting for gets knocked out. Like Colby Covington loses, or I went to the Daniel You're Cormier. You're not really explaining this right. What, so what, what fight did you leave at? I left before, right when the main event started and I missed the, the Joanna <laughs> Of, of, of course, Idiot. of course, it's the greatest fight ever, and and I know it. Like if you're if you ever want to go to a fight and you don't know want to lay out the money, wait till I leave. Yeah, yeah. Because if I leave, just then just come in and it'll be the greatest fight ever. Yeah. Like and as I'm leaving, I'm looking at my phone. It was like there'll never be a fight like this. Greatest fight ever. Oh my god! Like the ring girls are giving out blowjobs to everyone in the crowd. Like everyone's wives were cool with it. It just it was, it was one of those things where I'm like, of course. Of, of course, this is what happens. Yeah. But when I stay, it's DC versus Jones one, and then DC, <laughs> or and I'm rooting for DC yeah. or DC Jones two. I was at that one or McGregor Mendez. I was rooting for Mendez. It's always my guy gets knocked out, the guy I'm rooting for, or people are throwing things or sleeping. So you're uh, like yeah. saying there's some type of like correlation. Between I think these that like events? the fighters you're, actually. You think that I think you... they say like Adam just left. Let no, let, let turn on. I mean, it was just one of those things where. Yeah, so I left, of course. How does your wife feel about your narcissistic personality? (laughs) She laughs. It's funny because now for the rest of history, that fight is permanently stained for you, knowing that you could have seen it live, but you left right before. And then then I couldn't even, when I got back, I tried watching it on one of the websites, and of course, none of them even had it. And then I I watched it on, like, it was on YouTube, but it was, like, half the screen, so I missed all the leg kicks. I only watched from, like, the chin down to see. It was just one of those things. It was was, was rough. Um, Now, Let's talk about that fight, though. Uh, that was an amazing fight. Um, the greatest ever. Uh, yeah. Now, her head. I don't know if it was the greatest ever. I think that, like, it was, like, a great fight. Yeah. Greatest but... female fight, they're saying. Nah. Really? I thought, I, thought you... I thought it was, like, pretty one-sided, although it looked kind of, like, back and forth. It wasn't. Like, there's no, like, none of the shots that Joanna landed were very significant. I mean, she did, like put some points up there but the reality was every like hard shot came from shang like it was one like kind of one-sided where she just walked through any kind of punch any kind of kick and she just didn't get any damage and then she just put quato on her forehead to start the reactor it was it was wild i I actually wrote it looked like she got a lot on her mind and then i think it looked like her implants just went like went up through her head and were coming out yeah Um, (laughs) no i don't know if that's sexist or just like (laughs) silly anti-implant i I don't know um now is jang the the most have you ever seen a uh, asian girl that ripped 
I mean, yeah, but like, you know, usually when you get your pants off, she got a dick. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's just a beastly woman. Like it's uh, maybe she absorbed a testicle in utero. Yeah. No, she just she... has like a beast. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. She did genetic anomaly. Yeah, and you must be poisoned groundwater in China. I, I you know what I mean? I like well, she like lives down. She lives downstream from a testosterone factory. She, I mean, I don't like, understand. Like, like, a, like a prime Vanderlei. I mean, look, like listen. a one fifteen Vanderlei Silva. I think she. I think she might be able to murder Wean Dog with his own arm. Like, I think she could just tear your arm off. He'd probably off. get I a would love that. Yeah. Listen, I could be naked. I will accept that challenge. I think, yeah. I, I know you would. That's I'm attracted to her. There's up. something about her. It's like, she's she's like a cute little Asian girl, but she's jacked. And, you, you know, like, she's emotional because after the fight, she's sitting there crying like a seven-year-old kid. I'm like, I want to bang this chick. <laughs> That not because she's seven years old. Because that's what, not, not because she looks like she seven. looks like a seven-year-old boy who's vulnerable. That's why yeah, you want to bang I mean, her. She just looks very. And you know, I want to go oh, in there and give God. her a hug. But at the same you time, just, I know she we're never just keep stepping it up. Every every podcast. We're never gonna get real. Sponsors. We just we yeah, we just unfold this onion just ever ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's creepy onion. Is it call you the creepy onion? Um, now, no, there was a. It was a great fight. Now, but uh, Conor McGregor thought that Joanna won, as did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. He got the wrong girl one, and he and then the other girl, the girl, uh, the one twenty five pounder um, champion. Uh, you know what I'm talking Rose, about? Rose, Shevchenko. Yeah, but it's like she the thought thir- she won too. Yeah, but Zhang like put up the most, like the third most significant strikes of all time. It was pretty even as far as strikes go. I, I didn't. Nah, she had tighter punches, and fa- her punches were so damn. No, fast. no, but they were like you're missing the point. Significant. You know yeah. the, the the punches that Joanna landed. I mean, she didn't land as many. That's for one. She had a rock at one they, point. Yeah, exactly. But once, and there were not as many of them. You know what I'm saying? Like the output of significant strikes were higher from Zhang. Like well, it just, it's just, and also you're gonna, you can't take out the human factor. Her face was fucked off. Yeah, that was like that. You judges are going to look at that. There's no way to avoid that. It's natural instinct. If somebody is really lumped up, it's it causes like a visceral reaction. Have you ever had a a hematoma like that? Yeah, yeah. Early in my career, I I like kept getting jabbed in in practice, and then I went to the fight, and the dude did the same thing to me, and like I had a big lump on the side of my head, kind of like that. Yeah, painful. It was like a nice. No, it was like it felt like nothing really okay it, felt, it just was like a big lump and it looked fucking nasty the doctors cut it out like weeks later because it was like calcified oh it looked wow. like a piece of chicken looked like a just a little you know like a chicken tender yeah. i had a lump once like that because you punched me in the face yeah, i remember that That really happened yeah we did a comedy show and i forgot to invite him to a party <laughs> and he's like I, I gave him a you know like that playful kind of thing where you fucking shadow box with your buddy well i did a little too hard and this motherfucker ducked right into my left hook like he I got was, scared i didn't know he was gonna really gonna punch me i didn't know it's I, I was like oh you got me and no you and ducked it, right into it and i felt Fucking terrible. He you started, tell this story all, right, all the time. I had time. a comedy show that and night. I, and we both disagree on the details. He started crying afterwards. Right? <laughs> I he felt goes, so bad. This man had a fucking egg on his head the size of a goddamn, a literal egg. And he goes, yeah. you punch. I go, you punch me, and then you start crying. And then, and then he tries to make me feel better. He goes, no, you could say you got punched by a pro fighter. I, go, I didn't <laughs> want to. So better. I didn't want to say. I had to do a fucking. And then I had to do comedy, uh, like a set, a 45 minute set. And you know what? He killed, too, by the way. Try to cover it with makeup. Every time someone didn't laugh, it got bigger like 
it just kept fucking growing. Yeah, it was, nightmare, bro. Yeah. And then he's laughing in the corner the whole time, like. <laughs> like <laughs> No man, how many times are you gonna make me apologize? And then for that? to make it as worse, he saves the, the screenshot. He takes a picture <laughs> and, and uses it as my fucking ringtone. So every, every time I call are him, it fucking comes up. <laughs> That's the picture that comes up. That. Oh egg. bless his heart. Oh jeez. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about uh, the the main event. Uh, Israel. First of all, I had a parlay of Joanna and Romero, mm. and I thought it could have went either way. <laughs> well, it was. Fifty dollars would be six hundred if I would have won. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, eh, you know, and I feel like it could have both went. They were both good bets, but no, no, they weren't. Obviously not. What do you mean they're both good? They bets? were close they enough. Totally fucking A lost. lot of people thought both of them got robbed. Yeah, nah. I, well, those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're fighters. I, okay, well, they still don't know what they're talking about. You ain't got to be a smart to be a fighter. The reality is, is that you can't be like, oh, my feelings. Or who won the fight? But Aljamain Sterling, who is ranked number two in the world right now, yeah. who has his own a new podcast, he thought Romero won, and so did uh, the girl from but how the girl from New Jersey. Who what is his argument for that? Name? The girl from Jersey, the Jersey, Caitlin Snooky. <laughs> she thought she, she won too. Um, he said that they they had him winning one, two, and five. Mm. I mean, you can't see that kind of. Yeah, sorta. Not really. One. Let's talk about one. <laughs> one is like when you when the Xbox controller gets unplugged. Mm. Like like one guy is just standing there with his hands up. Come on, one. What was oh, it? he won. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually I said it in there. I went up. Oh, he won the round because what? He threw one punch. Were you laughing with what? He, Fuck yeah. When he, I was went, like, when he went to the middle of the, the, the and did the fucking went, like, shuffle just, stuff. Were, were you laughing? Yeah, or? obviously. <laughs> Shit was ridiculous. Uh, you know, I liked it, but at the same time, you know. After like two rounds of that, I was like, "All right, guys, isn't this kind of run up your alley?" Can we fucking fight? Like, no, because, bro, silliness. I I was getting too. Listen, during my career, I just go fucking ham every time. You know what I mean? Like, get out there. Sure, I'd fuck around at the beginning for like a minute and a half, Mm -hmm. but then once I found a range, okay, let's get after it. Noogies though, as well, for sure. But that was like a minute fourteen. I'm just saying, like. I, I, I like every fight is a, you know art performance, and these guys at the the first round, I, I felt like Adesanya was smart to respect the man's power because that's why I fucking made a big deal about this could be the upset of the year because it could have you know right. but it didn't because Adesanya played the smart game, made that jab happen, moved out the way, and just you know he rose to the level that he was given. You know, and you saw the one takedown he attempt that he landed. He got him down. Adesanya obviously trained to get back up on his feet. But the reality of the fight was that not much happened. It was a fucking snoozer. And, like, Adesanya, yeah, sure, he could have fucking closed the deal a little. He could have tried to close the deal a little harder. But, you know, Romero is dangerous until the last minute. But so, now, what is that with, with Romero? Like, here's a guy like Kale Sanderson and Dan Gable. People argue are the two of the best American wrestlers of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kale Sanderson is just—I think it was a four-time national champion, mm-hmm. made the Olympics. Romero beat him twice in wrestling, yeah, yeah. twice, which is like unheard of. Yeah. Yet he won't shoot a takedown. I know. Like, what do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's part of his training camp. Like they—they're not having him drill that. Like they're mostly he's doing stand-up. I think that the fact that he has knockout power and is aware of that 
it might make him, you know, more apt to stand up and trade and make sure that, I, you know, I don't know. You have to ask him. But it looks like to me is that he's just doing stand-up sparring in the room all the time, and that's what you do. You, you, you'll fight the way you train. So this guy is training this way, and so he do, fights exactly that way. I don't know why. I, I, I think that he has a ability to take most anybody down in the UFC. There's no way. Do you that, think it's like, because I heard that Ronda's knees were bad, um, mm. and that's why you never really saw her shoot a double leg. Like, she was almost unable to shoot a, physically well, uh, shoot a double leg. Do you yeah, think but it's she's kind a of judo. A, she's a judo player. You don't fucking shoot a double leg in judo, like, you know what I mean? Of like, course, but you can Such still, a rare technique. But you still well, what? Can, You're gonna, Yeah, but if, okay, but if an athlete has been doing the same type move, maneuvers for their entire career since they were fucking six, mm-hmm. okay, you're not going to remake them. If she ever does a double leg, you're not going to remake her at 25. But you could, I mean, a double leg is the easiest thing to do is to it, somebody. No, it's not. It's not. If you haven't been doing it your whole life, if you haven't done it since you were young, it's very difficult to update. I know from being a coach and coaching dudes on double leg, a double leg is way harder. You need like these micro muscles in your back, in your legs. In you your- I mean, you don't think that, ba- I mean, the kids come to wrestling. And, and kids. The first thing I teach them is double leg. Technique. I know. A kid and a grown adult is a two different, is apples and oranges. Yeah, bro. good luck to you double leg. A kid, I can make this motherfucker into anything in six months, pretty much. You know, I can turn him into a kickboxer. I can turn him into a wrestler. I get uh, a kid because their body's so malleable. Their, their muscles grow at like an alarming rate. They got a shit ton of growth hormone coursing through the vein. They get injured, fucking put some ice on it tonight. Tomorrow they can get in there. You know that. Middle school wrestlers, yeah. oh my God, they fucking snap their arm backwards and they're right back out there next weekend. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different life. 25, shooting a double leg when all you've done is hip throws, that's a whole different world, mm-hmm. bud. You wow. know, I, I, it's really, it's a lot difficult. You know, the old guy. Right, well, that, well, that, well that's, that's, that's Ronda, okay? Yobel Romero has obviously shot double legs before. Uh, his whole life, uh, but so, now he's only he's stuck in his mentality. But, but do you think maybe it's also maybe some injury that we don't know about? Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Definitely, right? I mean, no, it's definitely a possibility. But I I would just think that, like, it's really what it comes down to training. He's training with those guys over there. Where is it at? American Top Top Team. team. I mean, he's. Yeah, and guess what they do over there? They spar him. They spar him a lot. He, he's over there doing stand-up sparring, and he feels comfortable, and he probably fucks everybody up in the room. You know, I, I can't imagine that he's, like, on the the low end of that team. But he also has guys like Mako. I yeah. mean, some of the best wrestlers around. Yeah. I mean. Well, and that, might, that also might contribute to the fact that he does more stand-up. Because why would he wrestle with that guy when he can, you know, defend a takedown stand-up? You know, it's, who knows? We're over here I mean, I, with I, all this conjecture, making yeah, up know, a bunch it, of it things. It makes sense of like, okay, you're fighting a guy who's a, what, 70 and one as a kickboxer. I know. A world-renowned kickboxer. Bro, you're okay. fucking preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, I was saying the whole time, look, before the fight, I was calling it out because he's so much better a wrestler that he could get him down in round one, get him down round two, okay? Now take a little steam off the punches and, and maybe then make it a brawl. But instead, what did we get? Fucking I mean, slow even, motion, standing there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's how the fight went. And, you know, it's. I'm surprised there's not like a kind of an outcry against. I guess Romero's such a likable guy, but he really didn't pull the trigger at all. 
You know, and, and granted, fuck, you, it's easy for me to say I wasn't standing in front of this six four awesome-ass kickboxer. You know, it, it's easy for me to sit here and go, but oh, you yeah, always, you should have, would have, could have. But you always, you never, I mean, even most of your fights that I've seen, you had a really good game plan. It never was like, like if you, if you, if you lost, maybe you got out-wrestled by a yeah. Dalloway or maybe you came in out of shape or something. But you always was never like... Why is Mayhem doing this? Yeah. You know, I mean, there was always pretty much you, you, whatever you kind of used, you used to the best of your ability, whatever, whatever yeah. you had. I, you know, I, I, but I don't, you know, it's, it's strange. I guess we got to get the guy on the show and like ask him about it. I mean, well, we're not the only one saying it. I mean, Dana White is going off on him and yeah. ahead of the UFC, by the way. See, but it's easy for Dana White to complain. I mean, he never had to lace him up. You know, it's easy for Dana White to complain when, when he's never cut weight. He's never, you know, had to get in there in front of everybody. Yeah, but he's also the head promoter. He is. Telling yeah. everyone in the world to buy this thing. And then when that happens, he's like, a All lot, right. a lot well, of then, people are, are like, oh, look, personally, I didn't mind the fight. I found it entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining, and, too. And I didn't know what was going to happen at the end. And I've seen a lot of worse fights. Yeah. I think also people were coming off the Joanna fight, and then it's like... Following, I mean, but this is know? a matchmaking thing, right? Uh, what? Yoel's coming off loss, right? One in three. Like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. So, I mean, if he's the head promoter in charge of everything, why the fuck did he make that fight? Look, look, that's what it, he said. It, he actually apologized for making the fight. Oh, okay. Well, but, uh, I don't accept. All right. Let's, well, first of all, let's talk about Dan Mergliata. <laughs> here, here's what I have a problem with, okay? You're the referee, okay? Your job is to ref the fight. Yeah. It's not to coach the fighters. Okay, because here's here's a, I'll tell you one thing. Well, a fight that I saw live was Leota Machida versus uh, Ryan Bader. It was at the Staples Center, and everyone. It was one of those things where Machida was like the most frustrating fighter to fight because he would not do anything. He would a uh, huge counter striker. I know. Wait yeah. till you make a mistake. You play smart karate, uh, step back and punch. And Bader in the first round was not. Playing that game. He wasn't really attacking, and the whole crowd starts booing. Yeah, I, remember. Right? I remember. Then he takes the booze to heart. He shoots a dumb shot yeah, and gets knocked the fuck out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm sitting there with my dad. My dad's not really a fight fan, but he's a casual. He's a filthy casual. He's a casual. Like, he's a ca- I mean, he'll be like, how old is this guy? How, who's he fighting? Jesus. He's one of those guys. I'm not paying eight. I'm like, you know, every time he doesn't buy it, he saves. Oh, that was the best money I never spent. One of those guys, right? What? So Keep going with that. I so, feel like you should do your dad impression a lot more, bro. You kept cutting it off. but it, My like, dad's like... Um, I remember watching a boxing match. It was Margarito versus uh, Citron. That sounds like wine. So, you know, like he's just one of those guys that, like, everything is, uh, you know, according to him, Sugar Ray Robinson would have beat everyone's ass. Sugar Ray Robinson would have fucked these guys up. Like, he, everybody would have lost Sugar Ray Robinson in any, in, <laughs> in any sport possible. Right? All right. So, my dad's watching this. Well, my dad's at the Bader fight, and he says to me, he's like, you know, if Bader hadn't listened to these fucking idiots, he would have won the fight. And I think Mergliata was. Actually, I don't know if he had money or whatever, but by him telling uh, Romero to, to or whatever, to, or both these guys to let's pick hear it up. what they let's hear what they said. Right. Let's hear what he said. Uh-oh. That this is his fourth UFC title you fight. You judges something to score. If you're getting paid for a championship fight, let's see what you do. Let's go. Back it up. Back it up. Damn, Damn, really? that this is Time out. UFC. Yeah. All right. Well, how is that coaching? You got to give the 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 judges something. What do you want? Yeah, it's true. He's these completely... are the highest fuck. These are the number one ranked guy. No, in the world. but they're not doing shit. Like he was right. You don't he think was... this guy knows what he has to do? No. Like, look, in the moment, these dudes were just like 
they weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. There, he was right. There's nothing. They, he was doing nothing to score. There was nothing to score. These are the best. Guys. They know what to do. I, yeah, but they weren't doing it. So it's his job. Like, definitely. I, I, have you never watched a fight before? I have. Like, have you never watched a boring one? I where have. The refer- have you never watched a Muay Thai where they're like, fight? Like, they'll yell at you to fight. They'll fucking smack you in the back on, and man. push you together. Fucking- Look. I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think Joe Rogan had a he 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 had a big problem with what he said. Well, I mean, look, I, I've been in there, so I realize that yeah, if it's fucking if we're if both guys are doing nothing, I don't mind the referee. You ever saying, had a ref say that to you? You gotta you gotta get a- action. Action. You ever have a ref say that to yeah, you? Yeah, I had a guy uh, hold on to me and like. Listen, in Japan, what? they'll give you a motherfucking yellow card and a red card. They'll throw you out if you stall. You can't stall. Were you stalling? No, never. But like the guy will try to stall me, and the 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 referees constantly in Asia they yell at you, action, action. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I'm talking about if you like got a double leg and you're da- and you're holding on the guy for a second, action. They're constantly encouraging I, I, you I, I understand. to attack. I understand. They don't want you to fucking hang out. I get and it. it. And that was the stand up equivalent. Of them hugging each other, I don't know. they were doing nothing. They, like there, I don't there they was were doing a, nothing. Look, yeah, sure, there was like <laughs> some gamemanship, and they were trying to figure out the distance and yada yada. But look, after round two, that's enough. That's enough. Mm. You got to work. Like that, he's right. There's there's nothing to judge. The crowd was getting restless, and you don't you don't understand. The being the third man in the ring is very difficult because you can feel the crowd. Fuck, like, you know when you're on stand-up and oh, you can yeah. feel the crowd turn against you? Yeah, it's every fucking show I have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so imagine that times, you know what I mean, 8,000. It's yeah. fucking every person in the room is getting angry. Right. And so he knows that. He realized the crowd is going to be a damn mutiny, you know. I get it. I just – I don't think that – it's his job to say. I mean, maybe whose job is it? Then? Action, pick it up. You got to so give the, the judges crowd... something. Around, I mean, you got to give the judges on the score. It's, it seems a little specific. I, I'm not. A fan. <laughs> I'm not a really. What do you a... mean? That that just seems just say to me. Action. I mean, just say action. He didn't say. All right, Romero, shoot a fucking takedown. Hey, Adesanya, well. I want some spinny shit that right now. He's talking to both of them equally because they both. All right, are fine. All right, maybe you made it right. All right, you're right. You're right on this one. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I get what you're saying. It was at the time I was like, shut up. These guys are fucking working their ass off two yeah. best fighters in the world at, at that weight class Listen. or two out of the three but <laughs> but I, I i understand what you're saying too but i just felt like it was a little bit like he wanted to be like the guy in there like, what do you mean like he wanted to be the star the I, I really believe nah I, I don't think so at all i really believe that it is the referee's uh responsibility to if the fighters are not fighting to make sure that they you know call action you know what I'm saying? And we don't have the yellow card system. We don't have the red card system. So yeah. it's like one of those things where you got to make it happen. The referee's got to make it happen. All right, you win this one. I I, <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I get it. And now no one else back, is going to say no, anything. I, 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 I remember, I remember in, in wrestling matches, they say, all right, warning, stalling, warning, stalling. Yeah. I guess it's better than taking away a point. But I don't know. I just felt like it was, I felt like they were doing a lot. Yeah, because I don't know who, they, they couldn't take a point away from either guy. Yeah. Who would they take a point away from? Nobody. Like, both guys were working. Right. It's just neither a guy could figure out where to exactly get his shots in. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was one of those weird fights where both guys are kind of, like, uh, matched in this way that the uh, opposite <laughs> skill set would employ. It kind of starts, like, when you have two great wrestlers, 
they fucking cancel each other out and then they get in a shitty kickboxing match. This is like the opposite. No, like, a part of me was rooting for a bad fight because I missed, because <laughs> I, I left. And if like it's two amazing fights. Oh, so again, it's your <laughs> fucking fault. It's my fault. Man. No, but I understand. Now, Dana White was pissed. Uh, let's play the clip of Dana White. Um, now, Mayhem, do you think this was justified? I understand it as the head promoter, but he did seem to kind of take it all out on Romero and says that Izzy fights to the level of his opponent. I think it takes two to tango. Um, it's I have it on the Izzy Romero on the the notes. Uh, Twitter Buka Laba. Um, you see it? Yeah, I, I think that um, you know I can understand why Romero got blamed, especially that first round, just standing there. Yeah, like that was just blatant. Right, and he got upset about that. But now, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I didn't hear this, so let's go ahead. It was a post-fight. No, he got mad pre-fight. Knew this was his last opportunity at a, at a world championship. I thought he was going to come out like a bat out of hell, put tons of pressure on him, shoot takedowns, go for, you know, try, try to knock him out. He did literally none of that. So if you're out of Sanya, he fought the, the smart fight. You stay on the outside. He chopped that leg apart, and he picked his punches and, and, and did what he did. Um, you know, Romero did a lot of moving around and acting like I'm trying to fight, but he never really did. Shocked that. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, like, I, I don't know why. Look, it, again, this is a Monday morning quarterbacking, but like, I don't think that that was like a atypical performance from Romero. Was no. it? Like, um, that's kind of what he does. He, like, fights He oh, fights hey, just typical. enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of... There's always something bizarre about his fights. Yeah. You know? This time, it was just how he acted. I think he prepared to fight in Izzy, the Izzy who fought Robert Whitaker. I think he expected them just to go in the center and just throw hammers. You oh, know? there is something always bizarre. Like, I remember one time, he wouldn't get off a stool uh, in between rounds. Once. Like, uh, he always does the And then there was one where... Try... I'm just surprised we didn't see any cheating in this one. Like, he never one got where, to like, cheat. One where he had... Like held the gloves, right? Was that him and Tim yeah. Kennedy? Uh, was Tim holding yeah. his gloves? Yeah. And then another one where he might have shit his pants. Uh, it seemed like his the back of his <laughs> pants were a little bit. Then there was one where at the end he he like said be for Jesus but not for gay Jesus. Don't <laughs> forget Jesus. Uh, yeah. But it might have just been uh, don't forget Jesus. We don't know if he was say people were for gay Jesus because it was right after the whole gay marriage thing yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And then there was <laughs> one where he knocked out Rockhold and then tried to make out with him, it looked like. Like, Rockhold didn't know where he was. Yeah. I and know he, you. So it, it does seem like it's always something with, for sure. with yeah. this guy. But at the same time, he's... You know what it is all, a lot of times also is that he does wait. He, even with Weidman, he waited, he waited, he waited. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Weidman tried to take down and then he need him. It's mm -hmm. like... He was waiting for his spot, but it never came because yeah. Adesanya is such a high-level striker. I, you know, again, he was doing this weird game plan where he planning on, I guess, knocking him out because yeah, he did. And maybe it's this because, of like, what I saw in that Whitaker fight where when they exchanged, Whitaker landed. Yeah. Like, he didn't not land. He just landed less hard than Izzy. So, I guess what Whitaker. happened— Huh? To my, oh, Whitaker versus yeah, 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 Whitaker versus Izzy. Yeah, like yeah. Whitaker landed not as hard as Izzy landed, 
but he landed. So I guess in in uh, in Romero's mind, he was going to touch his face, and he thought, "Oh, I got stronger punches than Whitaker. Yeah, I can knock this guy out for sure." And maybe that's where he had this like you know this weird strategy where it didn't work out. Obviously, and with going back to what Dana said, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not sure I would be have been that surprised. You know that that happened, but at the same time, I get it. He was trying to give the guy a shot, and and uh, sh- he should have come out like a bat out of hell. That's what I was uh, campaigning for. I was saying, yeah, this guy should come out and put all the pressure on Adesanya. You know, ca- throw caution to the wind. You know, you're getting old. It's time to fucking make a championship run. And instead, he just did a championship shuffle. <laughs> it was like not That's a funny. run. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about Paulo Costa. Um, yeah. He was. He's the real his, winner of the night, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he is. He was, yeah, with that shirt and those cheeks, man. This guy is like, he looked like he was on vacation. It looked like Bruno Mars ate Bruno Mars. Man. Like, it just, I mean, so here we see Paulo Costa. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a month ago, or it looks like a couple months ago, he was shredded. I yeah, mean, yeah. just ripped. Adonis. And now people, people calling him Thicky Martin yeah. uh, and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. And then. There's also he's wearing lipstick. It looks like and, he's wearing and lipstick. And look who's his friend, man. Oh my God, what's that guy's Nosferatu? name? Nosferatu. No, so, that, yeah, that dude uh, behind him. Oh, why don't I remember his name? Oh. Yeah, that guy. He's, he's training with that guy. He, I like. Yeah. That fool just stand up. He stood up just to really, be on camera. No, yeah. for sure, because that was one. Look, man, show some respect. That is Even hilarious. though I don't remember his name right now, it's like escaping me. Oh, uh, it's Ishmael. Oh my God, he's Holy like Ishmael. Or something? Walid Ishmael. That's yeah. him. Yeah. That guy is fucking. Who is that guy? Oh, you don't know who he is? Talk to me. Baliji? Bro, he's like one of the most infamous MMA fighters of our time. Well, of my my kids, like my, my, my children's children's time. He's way back in the day. He was one of the first dudes to really. Uh, your kid. You know, Wouldn't it be your grandfather? I don't know. Yeah. Employ, <laughs> he, he was one of the first guys to really employ like jujitsu and lucha livre. Come out of Brazil. He was like the most like craziest shit talking, broken English. But he was good. He was awesome. He was good. Yeah, he yeah. was good for his time. He was one. He was one of the best. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's great to see that that guy is training. Now, but I mean, training do you think him. that he just is one of these guys that just when he's not training just yeah. gets totally out of shape? No, I just think that then, yeah, he has that like puffy face where his body like um, his weight cut. I mean, obviously. <laughs> on fight night, that dude is just a monster. Yeah, it looks like the it Hulk. looks like a Hulk, exactly. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I think that guys at that weight class who look like that, when you have a shit ton of muscle like that, you know, you're carrying on a bunch of muscle, like, when you gain weight, like, you look pretty fat, too. Did you ever gain weight like that in between camps? Yeah, when I was, like, when I had put on a ton of muscle and then – just ate whatever I felt like. I looked big. Well, like, I remember you were. I remember you were big. doing. Here comes the boom, and you told me that you got up to like two forty. Yeah, yeah. Two fifty. Yeah, yeah. And enormous. You had enormous. to get down to one eighty five. Yeah, that's very difficult to do. Yeah. How did you do that? I, I mean, just starve and like <laughs> you got to run at like six a.m. before you eat, and you just drink some coffee and go run, and then it's really difficult. Like I wouldn't recommend it. 
Yeah. So, but I mean, it's possible. The human body is this crazy tool where you can do everything to it. You know, you I, I've like reformed myself multiple times where you turn into a whole different being. And that guy is one of those guys that, yeah, he's swole up right now, you yeah. know? You know, and on top of that, training camp's hard. What was his last fight? Was that that one? No, he uh, he beat Romero. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he beat so Romero. So what happened? So how come we got this fight? Got, I, I, don't, I know injured. you know. He, he got injured. That's I don't why. know what the injury was. So that's why. And but... that's why you got the thing. And look, that guy's awesome. Uh, he seems very emotional. Yeah. Um, There's a then, lot of emotions and then, uh, at the fight night. And then I know. what's name? Fight breaking out. Well, and then and then what's name? Salvador called him a, a, a monkey after the fight. He goes, "Where's that monkey?" And then he was like, "Not even there." Like, yeah. So he's a fan of Mayhem Miller. Is that <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he's a Mayhem. Wait, well, he who, who said that? Stylebender said, "Where's that monkey?" <laughs> nice. uh, and he, he was like, "Out." I guess he was. In his, I don't know. He was. He was gone. So uh, yeah, it's like it was, it was wild. And then right. So we'll talk about that. Then the Korean zombie. You hear about that? So Brian Ortega, um, who came out of I mean nowhere, he was he was the champion. He beat Frankie Edgar, then he lost to Max Holloway. But he's like he's a really high level jiu-jitsu, good striker. Just and he's yeah. a guy in all those Ortega commercials. Ortega, you're talking yeah, about, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Those, we so, know who he is. So he was the supposed, Modelo guy, right? Yeah. Well, he was supposed to fight Korean Zombie, and then he got hurt. So Korean Zombie went on Ariel Hawani's show with his interpreter, who was also a Korean rapper, a Korean pop star. So. <laughs> So what happened? Allegedly, uh, they were talking smack about Ortega. So at the fight, Ortega waited for Korean Zombie to go to the bathroom and then slapped the pop star, <laughs> and, and, which I guess he gave him a pop. And then he said, "Welcome to MMA." Right. So now it's this big thing because the zombie got really upset, and the, the pop star said, "I'm 140 pounds." Well, uh, plus, I was his interpreter. It's actually the underground had some a really funny thread about it because it was like, "Does he get mad at closed captioning too?" Like it wasn't even him that said it. How do you know that? And then someone said, actually, I don't believe it because Ortega doesn't fight in the streets anymore. thanks to the Modelo commercials because yeah. they were like Brian. So it was this whole thing. But I don't know. I mean. Bro, that's really confusing. I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a I feel like there's some, fan. yeah, me too. Maybe there's some racial upset. overtones. He didn't know which guy went to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe he was just like. Trying to avoid the coronavirus? I, I don't know. No, it has a lot of racism, been... like oh, uh, overtones. In, in your last there. statement, does the racism? No, no, on. I'm just saying. Like, like, trying to avoid the Korean virus, the coronavirus, and we slapped the fucking pop star. Listen, bro. Come on, keep man. That, keep that virus away from me. That's not what, what happened. First of all, Ortega. I don't know him, but one time I was going to a fight, and I, and I see Brian Ortega. <laughs> I like how you don't know him, but you got to start. Okay, about I got to about him. Go ahead. So I, I'm walking to the, to the arena yeah. and by myself, and I see Brian Ortega, and I'm like, oh, whoa. This right thing, and then I look, and then I almost bump into somebody, right? Like, and then the guy like kind of snuffed me, like move out of the way, and then it was Ortega's fan. They both laughed, and I felt like a, a loser, like, <laughs> like I was that guy. Bro, and, you're just bumbling around UFC events, yeah, just like getting spit on and I, disrespected. Yeah, I felt like I was in high school again. Man. Like, like I got I got pantsed in front of the whole school. <laughs> it was just, it was so Ortega just thinks you're a total yeah, like, nerd. Look at that fucking nerd, huh? and they laughed like they high fived. Lucky like, you didn't get slapped maybe if you were korean yeah my girlfriend left me it was it was it was awful right so so i'm not an ortega fan because of that all right so you're the fucking napoleon dynamite of the ufc
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not a fan of him. So, so like, I hope oh, now Korean, you're not a fan. No, you hope he loses the Korean yeah, Zombie. I'm, I'm on. I'm on the K-pop star. Yeah, you know what? I did. I saw the interview with the guy. Yeah, and he looked shaken up about the whole deal. I, I don't know. I, I want to get Brian Ortega's statement on this. I guess we're gonna have to wait. Well, Ortega said he was. He said there's, there's like three different pop stars. There's the pop star. There's the the translator, and there's like the bitch. So he's just so he only slapping s- around BTS. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, what, what? I mean, but if a guy talks shit about you on, are you allowed to go slap him? <laughs> I mean, if he's translating the shit that's being talked. Do you slap the translator and the translator goes and slaps the guy? Is that what's supposed to happen? Was he translating the yeah. physical violence into yeah. Korean before he slapped him? Couldn't he just, Does Samsung have a slap app? Could he just say slap and have the guy fucking translate guess, that? It was yeah. all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, that, that's a bizarre story. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really look at Ortega I mean, as that type of dude that like. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really, maybe it's the Modella propaganda that really has got me thinking he's, he's a really nice guy. nice guy. I heard he's a nice guy. According to Freddie Prince Jr. I know, but uh, how before nice. The fight, before the show starts, he has a podcast where he said he's a very nice guy. But first of all, I thought he slapped Psy, the Gangnam Style guy. When I heard, <laughs> when he heard he slapped a Korean pop star, I thought it was like the Gangnam Style, which would have been awesome. But it wasn't. It was another guy. The guy's name's like Jay Tan or something, or I don't know. <laughs> Jay Tan. What's his name? JT I or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, bud. You, this is your story. This is what happened. This is like <laughs> I know. All I know. I think it's super interesting. You're right. Like that's that's a weird one. Wait, where were Wait, they uh, together? Will, I, you, will I, you bring up the clip on like TMZ because they have the aftermath? <laughs> Someone recorded aftermath. Oh, here we go. Oh, you already got it. Look, the, nice work. Did right. we see the slap? No, yo, no, oh. you don't see the slap. You just see how can she slap? <laughs> so, aren't you offended by all the Asians? This might have been a brother or something. No, I love racism. Oh. See, that's Ortega after he slapped a guy. Oh, he already slapped some. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And then there's the Asian guy being held back. He's, he's very upset. And who does this bearded clam? Isn't that Dan Bazzari? I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Not, no, that's not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... But, All right, I get it now. All right, so <laughs> I didn't realize it was at the event. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's what I'll tell you what happens is that <laughs> is everybody has a couple of Modellos, right? <laughs> First of all, right? Got to got to be have a sponsor beer in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Then the music, the hype, everybody gets hyped up, you know, during the fight. And tensions get high, and then one Korean looks like another. No, it was not. He knew the zombie left. Oh, okay. He he, he knew the zombie left. So that's kind of a. Did, did you ever get into a fight at a at an event like this? Nah. Never I mean, got into a fight. On TV, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but never in the stands. Nah, nah, never in the stands. Anybody nah. ever come up to you and like try to fight you from something? Nah, nah, nah. never in the. I don't have an interesting anecdote about that. I'm sorry. But like I know you always expect me to have no, a, that's solid, not true. a solid, a no, solid story. No, I heard, I, I heard a story about you. Oh really? Yeah. All right. What do you hear? Tell, yeah, but all your stories are like one little morsel of truth surrounded by a kingdom of lies, okay. or, or at least like embellishment. CNN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy, this right. guy is the fake news. All right. So here's what I heard happen. Right. Here's what I heard happen. Uh, so um, I heard that you were at a bar. With the Diaz, bar. with the Diaz brothers, right? Yeah. And this is after like the beef was squashed. Yeah. Right? 
And you went up, and you were like trying to impress Nick Diaz. I was trying to impress. Like you were like, out. hey, okay. Now exactly, <laughs> you're full of shit as usual. So you go out to him, right? And you were like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? And then you kept doing shots. You're like, ah ha ha. And then you did like 50, thirty that shots. That doesn't sound like me. Thirty, 30. shots. Wow. 30. And then and then you fell on your face. Oh you, really? Uh, yeah. Is any of that true? No. Uh, that's what I heard over there. No. How would he know it if it's true if he did thirty shots? I know. How would I know, anybody I know, know. Is there, Do you know what I'm talking oh. about? Oh. And uh, I fucking wrestled. Yeah. I threw this guy. Or we're at the fucking saddle ranch. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now you're right. Okay. I remember now. <laughs> Never mind. I remember now. Never mind. <laughs> Shit. The 30 shots might have affected my memory about All right. this. What, uh, what happened? Uh, there was uh, I was wilding out and uh, I was. Yeah. Someone and said I, Diaz was there. I jumped Diaz over said- the fucking uh, a CJ saddle ranch. Yeah. I jumped over that fucking thing, the uh, the bull, yeah. the, the wild bull, and like slammed my head into the post, <laughs> off the flying off the top rope, off the fucking bull, and slammed my head into uh, the post. Yeah, that's an accurate. You know what? Fuck. <laughs> You're right. It was similar. I wasn't trying to impress nobody. Oh. I was just fucking on fire, bro. No, yeah, I heard. I, no, I heard you were trying to make peace with the Diaz brothers. At that I, time. I think I feel like I did. That's your peace offering. Yeah, that was my peace <laughs> offering. Yeah, my, uh, I feel like I did. Yeah. Lazy told me this. Yeah, yeah. Lazy I remember said he that. Was there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah wilding out, yeah, bro. Uh, the the purple mohawk phase yeah. of Mayhem's life was very blurry. So I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not. I don't even know if that story was accurate the way I told it, <laughs> and I definitely know it was not accurate the way you told it. So I'm glad I moved on from that phase because every day was a blur. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 there you go. Yeah. Well, like when Nick Diaz is like, this guy's got to get his shit together. <laughs> That, that's when know. you know it I might know. be time. I feel like I've, I've like tightened mine up and he's let his loose oh, yeah. now. Yeah, well he's. Part, I hope I he's mean, all right. I heard he's doing all right, but I'm just like, man, I don't know. Those guys are so talented, and there's so much money on the table for those guys. Mm. Like the Diaz brothers fight, everyone's gonna tune in. That's true. And at a certain point in their life, that won't be the case. So why? It's kind of coming, right? I mean, like, like you can't do this forever. So why not take advantage of it now? You know, like, because now people will still see Nick, Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, they're fighting, we're going to watch. You know, so like, they all, but they, you're right, in five years, ten years, three years, people might not want to, so now the, you got to strike with the iron's hot. Um, let's talk about uh, Benny versus Ricard, Benil Dariush. Um, amazing. Called it. Amazing. But yeah, that, that was pretty amazing, yeah. Now, in that first round, right, when he had the rear naked choke in, and he was, like, on his back, yeah. a backpack, what should he So, have? hey, how ironic was it? Didn't I mention that I used to let Benny get on my back like that? Yeah. And choke me? And, like, then that was, like, the first round of his fight. It's so weird. I, I didn't even realize to the end of the round. I was like, wait a minute. I talked about that on the show, how I let him do that to me. <laughs> but, yeah, that was great. Like, uh... I know. I, he, I was afraid he was going to burn his arms out with, with that. Or and his it legs, looked right, like too? Both, yeah. It looked like he did a little bit because in the first uh, minute or two of that second round, he, like, kind of was slow. Like, I was like, uh-oh. You know, and I was afraid of Drakar. Drakar? Yeah. Drakar knew what. He's named after a shitty cologne. So I just <laughs> want to point that out to everybody. He's oh a good guy. God. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a really, both really good guys. I mean, both really nice people. But man, he put him on damn banana land, didn't he? He like yeah. hit him with that, uh, what was it, a right, a uh, left hand, huh? 
Straight but, left? I can't even remember because the way his mouthpiece got popped out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just looked like a – yeah. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Pop. And I was like, that was – And his eyes were just wonky. I feel like the kid could have made a recovery, but he just didn't. Yeah, well, I felt bad. It was also one of those things um, – well, first of all, Benny is such a nice guy because he had him hurt. And almost like he felt bad. Not that he felt but bad. Like, he's just a professional. But you he walked away. He walked guy. away. He like he saw the guy on the ground and said, "Okay, it's over." But Benny's one of these guys. Like I'm like, "Hey, what'd you do last weekend?" He's like, "Oh, I went to a third world country and fed homeless kids." <laughs> really? Like, awesome. Like, or like I built churches with my with my missionary group. Like he's one of these people that, and he never talks about it. Like it's not like one of these guys that does charity, but yeah, because like, more effective when you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but he's but he doesn't know what I'm talking about either. He's but not one of these guys that like they do charity, but they make sure that there's like 19 publicists around them to yeah, picture, yeah. and then Shit. he's one of these guys that like I'm like, in his free time, he's going and building schools for kids. Yeah, that's that's Benil Darius. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, and Drakkar is is a great fighter. What do you think Drakkar should have done differently? Can we can we play that last? Uh, what the the knockout? Yeah, should have not got knocked out. Is that what you're gonna ask well, me right now? Well, obviously the. Well, how did how does he not walk into this? Yeah, obviously the thing is take your time, keep your hands up, <laughs> right? All the like, classics. When you got a guy hurt, keep a jab out there. They say a wounded animal is most dangerous. That's what they say. Which, but uh, I don't really think that Benny was hurt. No, no. Uh, you bet you don't think Benny was hurt. Nah. I mean, I mean the, like a little bit, but like the guy said, Benny's hurt. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. So right here, all right. So he has him. It looked like well, that's when he gets knocked out. Yeah, he was already rocked. Right and, he, and he and he wasn't dangling his mouth guard. His mouth guard came out with the punch. That's what I'm saying. I didn't say dangle. No, I said other he people just said he was dangling it out. But before this punch happens, right? Uh, what like earlier in the round? You mean? Yeah, earlier in the round. Oh, yeah, early, but he had shaken that off. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he was like, I don't think he was injured. It's a little later than this. Uh, okay, so you don't think he was? He was really. No, I think you're right. He got tagged, but like at the same time, he he had already shaken it off and had got his bearings back, and like that's why he stepped back. Like I, I was surprised to see Benny step back because so you right, know, so okay, so he gets tagged here, he gets tagged there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He see how he stepped back and took a breath tag- because the you know the accumulation of punches is really what like does a uh, knockout damage what happened was he got tagged with like one hard one and then he had a break and then he had another hard one it's like more difficult and then he started pouring it on right there that's how I expected the fight to go the whole time uh, what surprised me was Drakor actually landed the punches and like made a difference, you know, in that second round. Uh, the, I really thought maybe that he would get out grappled, yeah. like that was how it was well, going to go down. In the, first he did. in the first round, he did, but then as as it became a stand up battle, you could tell who was the bigger guy and who was the harder punching guy. Well, it's crazy though because I I thought that Drakor would be better on the feet. Than Benny. Well, I mean, he kind of was, but look how much bigger that Benny was in going into the fight. He's just a physically bigger human being. And I mentioned that last week, well, how that he's going to be bigger. Like, he's going to be, he's just, a, he cuts down from a heavier weight. And it's, you know, on fight night, he's going to be larger human being. And that that's a big advantage in this weight class. Now, uh, I almost went to Drakkar's after party because he posted, whether I win or lose, I still have an after party. Oh, uh, I've been to after parties when the guy loses. The only one that was ever fun was when Chad Mendez lost because he got to uh, Connor because he got a half a million dollars plus whatever he got. So he, and he took the fight on like a week notice. Nice. So he was like, all right, and he and he, and he won the fight till he lost. It, was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like, but 
man, it sucks going to a guy when they get like screwed up. You ever do a after party when the guy just gets obliterated or do you ever have an after party? Yeah, fuck yeah. I had a fucking blast. Are really? you kidding me? Hell yeah. Even after you lost? Yeah. When I lost to St. Pierre, man, we had a goddamn great time. It didn't matter. Where was it? It didn't matter. At the Luxor. It was fucking awesome. I like might as well have scaled that pyramid and, and put my dick on the light. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. people weren't coming up to you and being like, hey, man, no. like get him next time or keep your head up or no. that didn't affect you? No. Really? No. Because if I had a show and I bombed horrifically <laughs> and then there was an after party, I would not be happy. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say I was happy the whole time, but yeah, you know, you got to shake it off. That's part of the, the healing pause. You know, you got to grieve your loss, right? After the fight. If you lose, you grieve your loss. But this is two hours then, later, though. I mean, how, yeah. it's a pretty short grieving process. I know, but no, you're still grieving, but you shake it off. And enjoy it for for your fans that walked that, that came out with you. You you can't you can't ignore them. They came out, they supported you. And sure, is it a shitty party? Definitely. Is it as good as as good at winning? Definitely not. But I went to some Ellenberger's party. You have to parties. do something. It was sad. Ellenberger's after parties where he lost. Yeah. It was like me and like six dudes from like Omaha. <laughs> Like I, I, I love Jake, but it was at like a Wiener Schnitzel or something. It was just, it was, it was, it was rough. It was yeah, rough. I hear you. I mean, it was rough. Of course, it's always a bummer, you know. But you had to shake it off, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta show support for the people that support you. Of course, you. of course. Yeah, that's I, I, I know, but it's just it's rough because you you make a deal with the club beforehand. Yeah. Whether you win or lose. Yeah. So you and have then, to go. And then the six Omaha, the Omaha six show up. <laughs> And nobody else. Yeah, you know that, that that'll show who loves you. The best one was Team Alpha Male's parties, though, because like all of a sudden, like you're like, man, this party's empty. You look yeah, down, Chuck e. Cheese. And there's like 50 people, and everyone's dancing, and like that was when I first saw Paige Van Zandt, and I didn't believe the hype till I saw her in person, and I was like, this is a very attractive woman right here. Very sexy. What what are you looking a bit down for? You know, no, I'm just like I, I just feel like you just sexualize every every fighter that we have on the show or talk. And to. you don't. Well, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> First of all, I get shit on YouTube comments. Stop. Some guys, I'm asking you nicely. Stop asking Mayhem about jail. I'm like, okay, all right. All right. All right. No all right stop. All right, all right. Stop asking about Asian girls. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stop. stop. All right. So I'm like, dude, we're going to have no fucking topics. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of topics now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, welcome to the show. All right. See you later. <laughs> what up, people? March has arrived. We are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today and get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right. He said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's the season's best chance to cash in. Now remember, the NBA. XFL are still going strong. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners. Bet Online. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. Make sure to use that promo code CLNS50 for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Boom. All right. So let's talk to a guy, Max Ro- Max Rochold. Is he on? Uh, this guy right here. This is, you know, one thing I love about getting about getting uh, 
having this podcast. Obviously, you like getting the guys who everyone knows, the, the Colby Covingtons. But I like getting Colby Covington when they're just first starting out. Or when not, you know, no one else is really giving them the attention that they, they deserve. Mm-hmm. Because then I can always go back into their famous and be like, hey, fucker, don't fucking big time me. <laughs> As well, the old, the old Jewish guilt. Um, but this dude, Max Roshkoff, he's 5-0, and four submissions in the first round, uh, one went to the second round. This dude's the truth. Uh, all college, all Ameri- I mean, college four-time uh, qualified for nationals, which people don't understand how big of a deal that is. Obviously, you want to become an all-American and you know place or win the nationals, but just being not everyone gets to go to the nationals in college wrestling. It's not one of those things where you're on the team, you get to go to the nationals. You have to have like a real a winning record, and it has to you have to win like. I think 75% of your matches or 80%. It's some kind of high number. So just getting invited is a big deal. Obviously, you want a place, but it's not like anybody could just come to nationals. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a myth. People think, oh, well, you, it's kind of like being – it's the same with basketball, like winning, being in the, in the, the top, whatever, winning the final. But it's even harder because – anyway. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Great <person>. metaphor. <laughs> it's one person. and uh, Is Max on? Okay. He's not on yet. So, uh, all right. Uh, in the meantime, before we get Max, let's talk about uh, Neil Magny. Um, yep. That's part of my parlay. Everybody made fun of me for picking uh, Neil Magny. And then he goes in there and outclasses the dude for three rounds. Yeah. called me crazy. Yeah. That, well, because he hadn't looked. His last fight against Ponzinibbio, he got shellacked. Yeah. Um, but then again, when they listed the people he, he beat, which is the Johnny Hendricks, the Hector Lombard, you're like... Okay. 100%. A lot of times people do base how they think they're going to do on the guy's last fight, not on their whole career. Yeah, and, obviously. It's a human, you know, it's a human fallacy, yeah. You're only as good as your last fight. Exactly, you're only as good yeah. as your last show. That's the thing about comedy that like versus fighting. It's like I have a bad show. I've had obviously bad shows. If you're not a if you're not a good comic, you have if you're a good comic, you've obviously had bad shows. You bombed. It's just mm-hmm. But I can have another show an hour later. Or two hours later, or tomorrow, or the next. But whereas you have a bad fight, sometimes you have to wait six months, a year, uh, a year and a half. To, and I'm sure you could probably kill it in practice, but no one sees it. Yeah. Um, how hard, was that hard for you to ha- wait? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's like the worst thing ever if you have a bad fight and then everyone's shit talking you the whole time to, to not be able to just come jump right back in there and, and get it done again. And we live in this crazy ass world of. Uh, you know, social media where nonstop, you know, it's like 24 hour news cycle nonstop. Mm. So, it, you know, the the amount of uh, negative press that you get after losing a fight is just, you know, it's going to be all day, all night. Do, Twitter comments, uh, Facebook, Memes Snapchat, made out of Instagram, knocked out on the floor. Like um, Aljamain Sterling when he got knocked out by Marlon oh, yeah. Rice. He did the dab yeah. when he was knocked out. And then that got posted everywhere on social media. So now you got to deal with that. Well, then he posted it too, though. That was the best that's, way to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that's the best way to deal with it is to go with it and not, you know, go yeah. hide and cry. So he says he's on right now. Um, but I'm, I'm not getting a picture. We he, don't have video. What do you mean we don't have video? It, he does, his camera isn't on. He goes, this is what, uh, oh, so I turn your camera on? All right. You could just do voice, right? No. <laughs> what are you, what are you, Sorry, Ween dog. But all right. So while we uh, wait for him, how's it going with the sex life? Have you told your girlfriend you're gay? Oh, first of all, <laughs> you tell her about that gay dream that you had. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I mean I just want to attack right now. No, okay. no, no, no. Like I said, we're an LGBT elemental P yeah. Uh, yeah. inclusive show now. Yeah, we're gender uh, gender liquid. As yeah, as gender as well. liquid. I am a gender liquid. Um, I'm. 
mean, not gender liquid, gender fluid. God damn it. That's very uh, derogatory to say liquid. I mean, I just feel like. To what? To to, to, to water? Well, you know, because the actual term is gender fluid. All right. You know, when you say liquid, it's like. Keep your gender fluids off the show, okay? Hey, man. Just just tell us about. What did your girl say about that gay dream? Back in the day, gender fluid meant sperm. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, so do you tell your girlfriend about your gay dream? No, I don't gotta, you know, bring that to her. I, 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 keep, I tend to, I keep that. <laughs> you're keeping private. that. I keep that. So you're private. basically keeping it in the closet with your girl that you yeah. had, like. A, well, I just don't want to scare her. I might tell her, like, you know, while we're making love, because when when you're making love, you can just say anything, right? <laughs> Wait, that's the time you're gonna tell her? Yeah, because you're just filled with so much like, emotions and hormones. I might just say, "Yo, by the way, I'm gender fluid." And, you know, maybe she'll say, "Oh, I am too." What during sex you're gonna tell her? Well, yeah. That's probably the well, word. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure she knows that every time she busts a strap on her. Do you think about her when you're sleeping with her? Or yeah, other? of course. I mean, when you're making love, that's the time to say anything you want. You can no, say it's the not. N-word. Can you, you stop say saying making love? <laughs> it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Wait, the N-word you as say? Long as, it's, as long as it's defined as a fetish, it's okay to do it. No, like it's not. Have, Wait, you say the N-word while you're making love? If I say, yo, baby, uh, if you have a fetish, a fetish where you want me to say the N-word, I'll say the N-word if it gets your rocks <laughs> off. Or vice versa, if she wants me to Does that ever happen? Uh, no, but uh-huh. I mean, All right. I'm open to it. You're open to it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm fluid to it. All right. Is this camera on? He says it's on. Can you? Oh, this is awesome. Let's just uh, keep, let's just keep talking about right. gender fluidity. All right. So this is what I see. Turn your camera on. It's on. Will you hold on? Will you? You give him the phone and see if he could communicate. All right. Back to fighting. Uh, <laughs> so Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah. uh, now, I, that fight, look, Sean O'Malley's awesome. I yeah. love O'Malley. It seemed like that guy wanted out of there quickly. Yeah. Um, Boy, you, you know, <sighs> he gave him that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Max. Here we go. All right. So we're talking to the man. Uh, I can't hear him. Can we hear him? Max, can you hear me? I love the amount of... Oh, here we go. There we go. All right. So we're talking to a guy, Max Rochelle, who's 5-0, four submissions in the first round, and some pretty amazing submissions, by the way. Holy shit. Uh, You're kicking some ass. How's it going, man? Uh, It's going good. Just uh, hanging out at home right now. Uh, Train this morning and then uh, just chilling until I go back and teach uh, kids and then train again later. You're here with Mayhem Miller, by the way. You know who Mayhem Miller is? I know who he is. Never met him before, though. Uh, God bless him. Yes. Now, you're, you're from North Carolina, right? I'm um, from Ohio, and then I wrestled at NC State. So after uh, I grew up in Ohio wrestling, and I uh, wrestled in college for North Carolina State. Nice, nice, nice. Now, ma'am, you're from North Carolina, right? Can yep. You- North Carolina, raise up. Yeah, I, I used to go to those wrestling camps all the time when I was a kid, like NC State. So we've got, like, Where some uh, common in, uh, like, near Raleigh. Like, South. I lived in Fayetteville. Oh, nice. Fayetteville, North Carolina. They call it Vietnam, right? Yeah, Vietnam, the hood, baby. Yeah. I lived in a real. I heard it's like nice now, so I'm like kind of mind blown that like my my ghetto ass town <laughs> turned into like uh, I don't know a thriving suburbia. So I, I don't know. You lived you lived in Raleigh, right? You, while you're while you're training there. Yeah, we. It was like it's like a 20, 30 minute drive from Fayetteville, and it's that whole area is like amazing it's super nice uh very um a little rich and uppity too rich yeah. and uppity for my liking but uh yeah. it's super nice there 
Now, I think, Van, I, I watched a bunch of your fights. I think you're the next big thing in MMA. I know we became friends on, like, Instagram, and you came to my show, and you were the most unassuming, humble guy. Like, I was like, this, like, I was like, oh, this guy's probably, like, an amateur fighter. It didn't seem like he was had that much confidence, blah, blah, blah. Then I, I look at your fights, and I'm like, wow. I, I was like, do you think you're the next big thing? Uh, yeah, I do, and that's just that just comes from all the, like, training i've been putting in with like guys that are top 10 top five in the ufc like i know where i stand skill wise it's for me it's just a matter of time getting to show it in front of millions of people really well tell us tell us about that tell us about who you're training with and how your training camps go and what skills you're working on to improve yourself so I actually just made kind of like the, uh, I want to say a move, but uh, I'm over at uh, Drysdale Jiu-Jitsu with Zenith MMA full time now. I kind of, me and uh, Drysdale kind of started our own little team. I got a good uh, group of up and comers that are my size that are uh, like former wrestlers, former Jiu-Jitsu guys that are uh, really good. And then um, we got uh, Dewey Cooper. Wow. So I'm striking with a lot of his guys. And then uh, when I first moved to Vegas, actually though, uh, so I was actually thinking about going and training some other places. And then my coach, uh, I don't know if you guys know him, when I was in North Carolina, Sean Spangler yeah. actually kind of talked me into moving to Vegas because he lived in Vegas for 20 years, got his black belt under Rob. And then uh, I came out here and I met Robert Fallis. And Robert Fallis is the one that talked me into moving to Vegas because I was going to go to like ATT in Florida, maybe aka maybe alliance in san diego and after i met Fallis, he kind of convinced me that vegas was the place i needed to be right well damn so, you, uh, you just like yeah. casually dropped the names like like a bunch of jiu-jitsu royalty you know and do yeah. uh, with dewey cooper with your kickboxing is, is that are you moving like because obviously with all these submissions you got and your wrestling background you obviously have like a tremendous grappling ability are, are you more interested now in like uh, improving your kickboxing game or like what you know what direction you're moving with your training yeah so i do still focus on like for me my training is around being the best guys in the world at 155 and for me that means i have to be able to out grapple these guys a lot of these guys uh, uh tony and khabib good examples like i'm training to beat those guys right now hmm. i'm not i'm not really like looking at a whole bunch of other people because those are the best guys in the weight right now. So I think it would be um, stupid to not prepare for the best guys in the world. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm doing. But uh, my people don't know, but I've been boxing. I haven't had a boxing fight, but I've been training boxing since I was 18. Nice. And then um, I've sparred with some of the best guys in the world fighting for uh, like WBO titles and stuff like that. And I can, I can box. Uh, kickboxing is still a little bit new to me. And, um, but it's striking is not like grappling. Like I think grappling, it takes a lifetime to be high level, right? It takes 10, mm -hmm. 12, 15 years to be a high level grappler. Striking, you kind of get away with some stuff if you're strong, fast, athletic. And then once you implement a bunch of strategies, I think there's a big gap in MMA right now with like guys do their camps and they, they scout their guys or whatever. And they're like, oh, this combo will work. This five, six, seven punch combo will work against mm -hmm. this guy. And they do it on the pads without moving their feet. Yeah. Just as hard as they can. And I focus a lot more on distance management, uh, one, two punches, setting stuff up, a lot of probing, a lot of feints, and then using that with, like, the feints with the wrestling. 
Yeah. And luckily, I haven't gotten, I am, haven't had to show that too much yet. A lot of the stuff I'm very, very good at, no one has seen in my fights yet. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing for me. Well, your your first fight ever, which can we, can we show your first fight? Uh, like, your first fight ever, it's 58 seconds in, your first punch you landed sent the guy flying. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's got to give you some confidence, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, when I spar, um, I, I do have, like, hard, hard sparring days. Not very, not often. You guys still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, so, like, when I spar, even with guys who are trying to take my head off, I touch. I'm thinking, like, I need to be able to. What does he mean by that, man? Quick fight first, in my mind, because I know I already, like, I have the athleticism. I have the power just from hand fighting and wrestling for so long. The power in my hands is there. And so the more punches I can land, and I don't let, like, when I'm sparring, someone's trying to take my head off, and I'm just like, pop, pop, move, pop, pop, move, and I'm trying to set everything up, like, and I try to move guys to where, like, they think they're moving where they want to go, but I'm actually taking them to where I want them to go, right? I think it's a lot more, um... What do you mean by, like, I touch? What do you, cause what, what do you mean by that? Like, he means, the, he means he's it. in the pocket and he gets he gets his strikes too while the guy's uh, you know trying to take take his head off. Now you like, just explained um, it. Uh, so when you punch, right? Uh, people don't a lot of MFA don't even understand like how to punch correctly. It's snappy. I'm not. It's not. Uh, it's like a whip. And so when you you can whip it with power, you can whip it with no power. I'm just touching because I don't really need like. I know I have power. I don't need to prove that in training every day. So can we, can we show his, his first Thanks. fight right now? What? It says uh, first fight, 58 seconds, and a huge punch. Can we show that? To I'm sure the, our, our fans would like to see this. Um, yeah, man, I, I was super impressed by that. Uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to show it right now, right? Well, um, while we're pulling that up, you mentioned uh, Khabib versus uh, Tony. Well, how do you yeah. how do you see? Because you know you're you're a great wrestler, you're a great grappler. How, how do you see yeah. the this? Because obviously grappling is going to be a component of that of that fight. Yeah. How, how do you see the guys' styles matching up, and how do you see that fight going? So it, you know it's it's hard to uh, imagine any way Khabib losing, right? Just the way he dominates guys, but I think he dominates guys that are predominantly strikers or he's just a little bit you only need to be a little bit of a better top wrestler against a guy like i quinta or barboza or or connor and you stay on top of them you can dominate them and after you do that for a little bit like it wears on them they get tired now their striking's not as effective now their takedown defense isn't as effective and he's so relentless right so i think he um he's made a career off of being a better, a better uh, like top, a wrestler and a better top pressure guy, and really slick with his takedowns. People don't realize how slick he is. Like he gets easy, easy takedowns, especially off the wall, mainly off the wall. But then um, I think Tony, I think if anyone right now in the division is gonna beat him, it's gonna be a guy like Tony. That like, if Khabib's on top and he doesn't put his head in the right spot, he's gonna get hurt with elbows. He might have to let him up. Like, he's not going to be able to stay on top in some of the positions we've normally seen Khabib in because Tony will cut you up from bottom. He can wrestle, too. People don't realize he's a very good wrestler. He has a very weird body type. I heard his hands are, like, huge. That matters when it comes to, like, wrist control on bottom and top. And uh, I think he's a dog, too. Like, I think if anyone's going to beat uh, Khabib right now, it'll be Tony. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Tony, man. 
Could, right. could, could we bring that up or no? We got that fight up. Ah, oh, uh, having little technical difficulties in the spot. So, all right, now uh, learning about you. Also, I didn't. You know, it's funny because when I read, obviously you have a lot of problems growing up, um, and I think that helped you with your fighting ability. Uh, I know with me. Uh, my, you know, my mother left when I was three, and I had a stepmom I didn't get along with, and wrestling was like my outlet. Like I sent to a, a boarding school for troubled kids. I hated it there at first, and and you, oh my god! So, tell me a little about your childhood. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'll, I'll I'll start off with a bang where it all started. So I was uh, five years old, and uh, so my dad was a, is, is an alcoholic, and he. Um, would get very angry like he's one of those alcoholics when he gets angry like he's like he rages right and there was a day i'm five and my both my younger brothers were like two and three and he starts like screaming at my mom and like yelling at stuff he sends us upstairs and then he like has my mom downstairs he's like beating her up and holding her at gunpoint and then like i come downstairs i'm like five years old like to see like what's happening because i just hear shit going on and he like will, would like point the gun at me and like tell me to go back upstairs right and so i'm five i jump out of our two-story house out of the house and run to get help one of my friends my parents friends saw me running on the side of the road picked me up i told them what happened they went and got the police and then everything was kind of diffused from there but uh and then that was when my parents got a divorce and that's when my mom moved out and uh, we lived with my grandparents for a little bit and then uh i ended up moving into a trailer like a mile from my dad's house in the middle of a cornfield and then uh kind of grew up i don't know how but like my dad got like visitation like i had to go to his house all the time and shit and like growing up i didn't know any better like the only things i'd ever seen was like violence like that right and so, like, when I was at school, like, when I was a third grader, I hit our principal. I, my brother was getting in trouble. I stood up on the desk and, like, like Superman punched our principal. I was like, if I wanted to leave school, I would just be like, all right, peace, I'm out. Fuck you. I would, like, cuss out the teachers and shit. I was as bad as you possibly could have been as a kid. I think if I would have been, like, in a city school, they would have sent me to, like, juvie or something. But because it was a super small town, it's kind of behind. It's, like, kind of like Wait, the, Did you the land 80s. the Superman punch on the principal? Did you knock him down? Nah, <laughs> no. Did the judges like, squirt like, for him? Was it Texas judges? Oh, wow, you were 50 pounds yeah. and then a Superman punch on your principal? Oh my God. Yeah, but then I, I grew up, just grew up, and then um, until I was like 12 or 13, I, uh, I, I basically got in a fight in the principal's office, started wrestling because I got in trouble, and then the, the rest is just like, constant improvement since then when, when where, did you, when uh, did you start wrestling kind of what, what grade did you start wrestling uh seventh grade and, right. you, and you were uh, ohio state champion right i was third twice seventh once uh i actually wrestled the state tournament my senior year with a completely broken hand and ended up getting third and that was like i remember at the time that was like like a state title was like what my life meant right and I didn't win it, and that was, like, the worst thing that possibly could have happened to me. And looking back, it's like, that wasn't shit. Well, and a lot of the guys that beat me when I was in high school, I ended up having a better career in college or beating them in college. Yeah, I looked at your record in college, and you won 75% of your matches. I think you were, like, 25 and 10 as a junior. And then as a senior, yeah. you were, like, 4 and 2. What, you, got, you got hurt? Oh, uh, no. So I was uh, – so I had a losing record as a freshman. Sophomore year, I was – 
like 20 and 10 or something. I can't even remember. That was, it was like a, it was like 20 and 10, some shit like that. And then my junior year, I was 16 and two, wow. 16 and one in my weight class going into nationals. I was the fifth seed. And then I didn't place the nationals. People were picking me to be, uh, be in the finals against Alex Derringer. I had some really, really good wins, and then I just didn't put together the national tournament. And then my freshman year, though, I tore my labrum. Senior year, you mean? My freshman year, I tore my labrum. Oh, oh, wow. And I was wrestling that whole time with a completely torn labrum. Like, my shoulder would dislocate on the regular. And after I didn't place at nationals, I was, like, I was kind of blaming it on my shoulder a little bit. And, like, I was just, like, man, like, I, could, I couldn't train the way I wanted to. I couldn't shoot on people because, like, my, if I got underneath of them, my shoulder would dislocate. So I developed a very, like, counter-wrestling. I always picked top. Like, that's super – I was always – I was the guy picking top, and I won all my <laughs> matches like that. I and hate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, – and then my uh, – going into my senior year, I wanted the red shirt. Long story short, they didn't want me to redshirt, and then um, I ended up trying to wrestle a couple matches, and I wrestled at the All-Star match. I beat, uh, I pinned the All-American from Michigan, uh, Brian Murphy, in the All-Star match, and then I started, I cut the 57, and I just, with my shoulder being still a little injured and knew I was going to fight, um, after a couple matches, I decided I was going to drop out of school and start fighting. Your coach must have been thrilled. They were... <laughs> Very, um, it was weird, man, because like at one point he told me, uh, Pat Papalizo told me, he was like, if I had like 10 of you, I'd be happy, right? But then all at like outside of the wrestling room, outside of like all that stuff, he was always pissed at me because like I wasn't there to get a degree and then hand a piece of paper to someone making millions of dollars to give me a 40k a year job. Like, I'm not gonna like that's just not who I am. I didn't want a degree, I was there to wrestle, right. And I was very honest about that, and that's not like necessarily the best thing to say when you're at a big Division One school, but that was the truth. And so then there was like some arguments when it came to that side of it. But uh, it's funny because they, uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, all my coaches, a lot of my teammates were like, "No, you have to stay and finish, or else you're not going to be able to break into the MMA scene. You have to be an All-American first. You have to try to win a national title first. And I'm just like, all right, bet. You guys tell me I can't do something. I'm going to go do it right now. And now I'm, and then a couple of years later, they see me doing good months ago. And they're like, oh, I think you made the right decision. Well, hey, man, I dropped out of college with one year left because I wanted nothing to fall back on. So I can totally uh, respect you. and relate to you. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we at least show his fights now? All right. So we want to show somebody some of your highlights because uh, I'm telling you, man. So this is his first fight ever, Mayhem. You're fighting guy Paulo Silva uh, right here. He's a guy with the right here. Uh, no, no, this is your last fight against. This is your last fight uh, at Titan FC. This guy is six and five, black belt, and you know, man, what is he doing right? What is he doing wrong? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think uh, I think we've seen this clip already on right. the show. We okay. played it last week. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I'll and, tell uh, you right now, the 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 only time I was really in danger here is when I I'm going. I was doing using that side kick as like an offensive attack. And I missed it, and then he jammed me, and he was able to get off some shots. They yeah. rolled off my shoulder and hit my chest. But those are, like, chances. Like, looking back on that fight, I don't want to be in those positions. I yeah. need to stick with the inside leg kick. 
and manage the distance and not get jammed on the sidekick because when you do the sidekick if you miss you go too forward yeah well i can see exactly what you were talking about earlier with the uh yeah. using your distance uh, there's a lot of jabs there and this sidekick i can see why you use that and you have a tremendous front headlock this this uh anytime you can get a guy's head down i feel like you're going to dominate the position there's not going to be much wrestlers that you're going to run into over there at titan fc that that are going to be able to hang with that front headlock you know listen i'm going to tell you right now there's no division (laughs) one wrestler that's going to stop me from being able to sub them yeah yeah, I, I, I can. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll believe that statement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, 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 your hands are low. Are you worried about getting caught with your hands low? Not so. As soon as um, I do that, but there's a reason for it. And after I found this guy's timing, because as soon as he came, like, it was super easy, because he wasn't throwing any probes, no feints, no setups. He was just throwing as hard as he possibly could. And I see that coming. Like, as soon as he gets ready to throw, I know he's going to do it. Yeah. Like, but this guy, is more of a jiu- that, that guy was more of a jiu-jitsu guy, right? So, yeah. I mean, you know, if you – are you going to change – are you going to stick with that strategy if you were to fight like a, you know, kickboxing-type athlete? No. <laughs> oh, really? You're going you're gonna to keep hands low? Uh, my hands are going to be where they need to be. all right all right (laughs) so can we see first fight see how i have first fight there because uh first fight 50 second uh 58 seconds in huge punch i i need a name or something uh can you give this to him um (laughs) thank you uh because which link is it right here yeah yeah (laughs) he didn't mean he meant running over to the booth yeah come on we great operation here yeah exactly Uh, Fucking Better Box Studios, sponsored by Speedweed. Again, the guys running the boards are high as balls. Yeah. High as a banana farmer back there. Now, Max, um, by the way, uh, you're in Vegas. You're you're from North Carolina. You were from Ohio, then NC. There's women everywhere. How are you avoiding this trap? Is it with that creepy mustache or what? Yeah, what is it like? Yeah, why, why are you trying to dull the handsomeness, bro, with that mustache? Is that what's going on? It's just you got to hear you have the front leg, front headlock, too many but fine I ladies. Hear his, I want to hear his explanation. All right. Go on. Listen here. Porn yes. stash equals porn cardio. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right. All right. I get it. All right. So listen. And this I got to do something. Guys, look at me. I got to do something to keep going. Oh, good That's true. All right. So oh. this right here. <laughs> That's what, Mayhem. What is he doing here? This is, this what do you is mean? on his Twitter page. What, what kind of leg is? Oh it? man, that's a classic setup to a damn. Uh, well, he turned it into a single leg. Let him explain it. Can yeah. You see so, this? Um, yeah. So that's just an Imanari roll, and then I missed the leg. I didn't get my hips up to attack the legs, and I just kept rolling through. And he was trying to like high leg out, and I just came up on the on the low double. Yeah. So I mean, what you don't remember Imanari? The Imanari roll. I don't. I don't know much about it. Oh yeah, you, you jump into this. So there's some. Uh, look, it's a high level grappling technique where you kind of like you know flip it. See how he like slid into this. How come he didn't get it though? No, the well, the guy like freaked out and tried to run away, and he just came up on a double leg. It's like smarter to get up on a double leg. Ah. You see, and that's the difference between me and wrestlers, and me and jujitsu guys, because I can do both. Guys, yeah. if normally when guys attack stuff like that, they get stuck on bottom because they don't know how to wrestle, and the wrestlers don't know shit about the ground. So, 
Do we have? Do we, do we have his first away. fight in on, on on this page right here? Uh, first fight in, and then also his uh, Shagyo Invitational, because he does this weird flying <laughs> butt scoot that I, I've never seen Yo. before. Yes. Yo, I put that dude out in a minute in that match, though. I don't know why you're making fun of it. <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of anything. I'm, I, I'm, no. I'm telling people no, that listen. you're the next. No, day. listen. We we say butt scoot with the most up with the most respect, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a butt it, I'm trying to put my butt in his face. Yeah. Now, 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 now do you do you have a uh, contract with Titan FC, or are you are we going to see you in the UFC? Because I feel like you're ready for the UFC. Yeah, uh, I'm with. Uh, I'm, I have a four flight contract with Titan with the Zufa out. Oh, so that's smart. So you just got to keep keep up this win streak, right? You got to keep it going. And then what? They can yeah. they can option you at any time. Wow, that's crazy. Is that yeah, never heard I'm of like, Zufa out? Uh, Me neither. I'm ready. I'm ready to take a short note, short notice fight for the UFC. I don't know how long they would give notice, but like I can make weight on like three days notice, and I'm that's, good to go. Um, honestly, I'm, I don't I don't want I didn't want to fight the dude that was six and five. Like I don't want to do that. Because you feel asking, like it's not helping you out at all, or no, it doesn't help me. And like I don't like, honestly, I feel bad because like I I I train with some really really good high level guys, and I know where I'm at. Like if I want to like hurt this dude, I could with without breaking a sweat. And I'm not trying to like. And if, all right, if, so this is your first fight. You're fighting guy Omar Hussein, Team Alpha Male. Now you claim Team Alpha Male is a killer. This guy's seven to one. All right, this is his first fight ever. Press play. Thank you, by the way. So right here, right here, okay, boom, boom. Uh, Mayhem, what are you seeing here? Yeah, uh, look, this guy obviously has some damn uh, natural power, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how you develop, you know. I, I, I like that you're, you know, really taking your grappling to heart, you know, and I, I think that uh, as you develop as a striker, too, just going to be a terrifying beast, bro. So now, keep it going. Now, is Team Alpha Male ducking you still? Weren't, weren't they ducking you? Uh, so one <laughs> of their guys, so I was actually, I got offered to fight, um, fuck, I can't remember his name. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. And I said I would do it at, I guess people weren't gonna, people weren't going to fight him and then, he fights at 45 and 55 both, and I said, "All right, I'll make 55." I just got on. I just got from, back from vacation with my ex-girlfriend, and it was like four days notice. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Let's go." And then uh, they turned it down. And then a, a week later, I saw his manager in the gym, and they're like, "The manager was like, yeah, man, I'm not letting any of my guys fight you." Whoa! Look at that. And then could we, could we see his uh, his thing in the um, in the uh, the Shagio Invitational? Okay. Cause uh, Shaggy. Now, have you, have you now this? Uh, th this is some pretty cool uh, stuff. First of all, what this looks like? It's like some kind of top secret jujitsu match. What, yeah, what, right what is this? So, only submission only is incredibly boring, right? Like some of those matches are like sixty minutes. We had one that was seventy minutes, and so <laughs> they did the tournament where no one knows about it. We go, we film it. They produce the show and then put it out months later. Hmm. That sounds kind of uneventful, though. Shouldn't they just put it out like the same day? Don't you want to know who won, who wins? Or... But no, but like, where? It's, it's, All right, just... so like, no one even knew it was happening until it started getting released. <laughs> it's the best way to do something. It, 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 all right, it's 35 seconds in. 
All right, so it, it looks like, I mean, it Where looks like. Where did they record this? It looks like it's like some like random Van Damme fucking movie. Kumite? Yeah, it looks like a oh, Kumite. Are you telling me that you went into the woods to fight the look, Kumite, look bro? At this. Match one. Now, where oh, is okay. it? Okay. All right. Yeah. It's like the full event we have. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, we have the full event. No, <laughs> we have 35 seconds in, right? No? Oh, uh, don't we have. <laughs> How are we going to find this match? Oh, right here. No. Uh... <laughs> like halfway through. It's halfway through. Halfway through. Um, this is what are we doing? I don't know. He, he did a flying we were not. Scoot. We were ill prepared for this. All right. we're, we're sorry, Max. Uh, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're fast forwarding through it like my grandma with All the BCR right. showing me bully beatdown highlights sorry, right now. <laughs> Where's my beat? Oh, oh, here we go. Round two. Boom. Here we go. Thank you. All right. So here we go. Right. This strange jujitsu match in the middle. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what the I like this. Going. You like this? I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, it looks pretty gangster. It does? Okay, so here's Max. So this guy just pulls guard, and then you do like a flow. Now, what exactly are you doing here? He's doing the Sean Spangler. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a classic Sean Spangler maneuver right there. <laughs> uh, what, I, I know all right about that. We used to do that to each other at, at uh, Cobra Kai. You, you know, you try to do a guard, guard pass and fly by the guy. It seemed like he just wanted to like, put his butt in the guy's head. Oh, yeah, you got to give the teabag splash. Come on, you never watched Deadpool? That's a real thing, a teabag splash? Undoubtedly, bro. Come you, on, you've man. You've done that to people? Yeah, absolutely. Like you got to get with the or, times. Or, or, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all of them. Max, are you still with us? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So now yeah, did you so this guy so so this guy was just trying to attack my legs and I think the biggest advantage for him was to get in on my legs. And um I still wasn't at this time it was over a year ago, I wasn't very versed in leg locks yet. And so I was just uh, trying to avoid those positions and get to his head really. And so I'm jumping up towards his head every time, and I can scramble better. So I was kind of getting away with it. I'm about to put him out cold here in a second. So you yeah. actually, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy. He, he puts him out cold. <laughs> I think the guy's dead. Yeah. Like, like, and then the guy, the guy, did, and then he just, the, the ref just lifts him up and like drags him into like a fucking moat or something. Yeah, like, it so doesn't guy, really. This guy was ranked Look. fourth in the world in jujitsu. Look, the they Black just take Valley his legs. Level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is what you got to do. Like, when, if a guy is passed out, yeah. This is legal here? Well, I mean, look, in Africa, they play with your penis. <laughs> I know they yeah. do that. That's how they wake you up. But here in America, we just do your legs because we're G-rated. The guy just gets up and leaves. And now, how time, much? Go on, Max. Match, he was, that dude was ranked fourth or fifth in the world at Black Belt and just won ADCC trials. And you're a purple belt under Drysdale, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how, now, do you get paid a lot of money for this or is this bragging rights? Uh, you get paid if you uh, for first and second and fastest submission. So I got fifteen hundred bucks. So I got second in this tournament. Got it. That, all right. So that's that's this this guy Max is the real deal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see your man career. Look, when you get big time, bro, you got to come back on the show. All right. Yeah. Seriously. So like, don't I'm go not, uh, don't don't go big time in us. All right. Yeah. I'd love to be on anytime. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, what was it like sparring with Nganu? At first, so when he first uh, started training in Vegas, right, it was awesome because I could kind of like take him down and grapple him and stuff. And then as soon as he learned a little bit of grappling, I don't want to, I don't want to go around him. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. bro, he, he's the fa he's so fast with yeah. his his timing and his punches, man. He's for heavyweight because he he's hit me good a couple times and I'm like fuck. 
And he's part of the reason why I know I got a good chin. <laughs> I heard nobody wants to spar with him. I heard he'll be like, hey, want to go? And everyone just like either pretends that he's like not talking to them or looks away. or that, Like, yeah, I heard, I heard he tries to knock you out in sparring. But not, but not even like trying. Um, he just does. Like he jabs and people are falling down. Yeah, I uh, I think I've only ever turned because he's always, he was always asking me to go to, so I could like kind of try to wrestle and grapple with him, right? But the thing it, about it is is um because especially now as I'm starting to get more opportunities and if you took his dead bones and my dead bones and you smacked them up against each other as hard as you could, mine are gonna break, right? Right. And so I think the risk for injury is there, but like I I've never really shied away. From sparring like some of the big guys. Now I'm gonna go ahead and stop it right there, okay? <laughs> so don't be a tough guy, all right? Like your career is just getting going there, pal. All right, and I don't want to see you get injured sparring with the damn heavyweight, okay? Yeah. Don't don't let your ego get you injured. I, I know I'm saying I used to, and like last right. time yeah, right. I said no because I had just got hurt a couple months before that. Yeah. Going with Good a guy call. Like me. And so I am. I, I've learned it, and uh, it's to the point now where I don't got to prove anything to anyone. Right. Were, were, right. you, were, 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 you, were you teammates with uh, Darian Caldwell, or was he uh, after you, or before, or before you? He was. He was uh, he, I just started wrestling when he won a national title. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, listen, yeah. Max. Uh, we look forward to having you back. Where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, maxing out with two X's, one five five, and then Max Triple X out on in Twitter. All right, but we got to talk about this branding off the air, bro. Because, like, you know what I mean? Bam. Yeah. Do you know how to see what that neck do? <laughs> Great. Uh, no. How do you see what that neck do? From the back in any of your fights? The what now? Is he what? Did girls ever think you were packing during your fights? Is that what you're asking them? <laughs> people, girls don't know if you're packing. You oh, oh, you, oh, did you ever hit it from the back? Did you ever take someone's back in, the, in, your, in your fights? Yes. Yes. That's how you hit it from the back. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Top notch joke. <laughs> You're doing that porn stash justice, pal. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Take care, man. Hey, have a have a great day, bro. Good good job. Uh, that was maxing out. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Good fighter, man. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's it's cool. It'll be nice to watch his uh, right his now. his fights progress. It'll be nice to see. What do you think? You think he's got the, the total package? Well, I mean, at this stage in the game, I really think that the the missing piece of his game is a stand up. And I, I know who he's fighting now. He's going to run into the same problem I did, where like where my stand up was not up to par because I was dominating everybody with wrestling and jiu-jitsu. It was like the same thing. So, you know, I think that he's like head and shoulders a better grappler than most anybody. But I really think that uh, to round, he's going he's gonna to keep developing as a fighter. Right now, I think he's super focused. He's got a really great team. All those dudes he named are like fantastic jiu-jitsu guys. And Dewey Cooper is exactly what he's ex- describing. Not knockout punches, but like... He's got enough natural power to get him through, but uh, Dewey Cooper's style is like stick and move. So, you, so you're training Max right now, right? Max is now your new client because you're managing fighters. All right. So what do you do with Max? Uh, I, I kind of – I'd stick him at a high-level Muay Thai place at least four days a week. 
You know what I mean? Because I think that as much as as great as he is at grappling, I feel like we can we can afford a little bit. You know, like uh, I, I like how in video games you put skill points into the guy and make him this way or oh, that so way. He's like full level. I feel like he's maxed out grappling. Like he's what nobody's going to be able. There's not going to be. I, he's like up there near Khabib. He's up there near Ferguson as gra- as far as grappling goes. And I don't want to lose that. But I think that focusing on kickboxing a little bit more will round him out. Now, does it now? Me being look, but that's I, my that's my opinion. Not me, not yeah, and, and, and look, and Khabib, I don't think is a, a fantastic kickboxer, and he's making it work for him. Maybe that's the route that he's end up taking, and I think that that could be the way he does it is to be just a dominant front headlock type wrestler where he just grapples everybody to death, darces them, you know, and and he can like he you know like he was bragging that dude that he choked out was a high level jujitsu guy, like elite level jujitsu guy, and he choked him the hell out real quick so I, I definitely think as far as mma goes it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard pressed to find a guy to out grapple him but in the meantime you know hands down type style that's the thing that, that's, this that's is dangerous that scares me as a and titan fc i don't think he's going to run into a guy there's some good guys in titan fc there are good no but what i'm saying is, is that more than likely he's he's going to be able to out wrestle all those dudes that can out kickbox him but all you things one punch to get through. Exa- though, no? Yeah, no, well, yeah, but I, his weight class, it's less likely. You know, his, the lighter weight classes is a, you know, it's not unheard of, but it's less likely that you're gonna get KO'd. That's just reality. You know, is that that their their head can take as much damage as another 155er can dish out usually. Why did you laugh when I asked him about why he keeps his hands so low? You started laughing. Why? No, I started to laugh. Wait, right now? No, no, during the interview. No, that was when you said, when he said, uh, when you asked about touching people. Because I thought about touching dudes, like dudes touching (laughs) each other, like (laughs) inappropriate way. That's what came to my mind. That's why I started to laugh. Classic. That's great. Thanks, uh, Wayne. We have only the best uh, analysis Yeah, he's always giving, (laughs) he's always laying down the hammer. (laughs) I mean, when you guys are in an interview like that, I can't jump in because you guys are like you know what you want to talk about so like i'm just thinking about dudes and like when he's talking about francis and gano i'm like did he has he seen francis's piece like in the shower like at uh that's all you think about all i was every time bro was like how big you is can't go one show game? without this dude asking about somebody's piece yeah no but i when i asked him during the interview how come you keep your hands low you started laughing so. oh i don't know to be honest, with you. Uh, it was a pretty obvious question. I think maybe because, but I was just—you're right though. As a as somebody watching, I'm like, uh oh, hands are low. I always get nervous when I see a wrestler keep his hands low, because I'm like, certain guys, and then people say that they keep their hands low that way you can't see the punches coming, right? I mean, it's sort of yeah, that's sort of accurate. Your hands are pretty but, low, but def- sometimes, but no, but like, look, when you're in, when you're out of range. Yeah, sure, you can keep them low. But when you're in range and you're going to jump into the pocket, better keep them high. Mm-hmm. Better better have some defensive responsibility. You know, as I, my career progressed, I, I stopped doing that as much because I got tagged a few times putting my hands so low. And, and the reality is, is that as you get older, it's harder to take those punches. Uh, so, now, why do you always put parts unknown? Because that was one of the funniest things I was from everywhere cause I, because I never had, like, yeah, I, I, now I made peace where I came from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Like that was like I never really like accepted because I didn't ever really feel like I was from there because you know I was no from an army kid. family. Yeah. You move around all the time. Every you grew up six on the base. Months. Yeah, uh, and then we moved off of it, and I felt like strange. Were about, there schools on the base? Yeah. 
And they're I, actually like, it's crazy the way the the way the government works is because I never uh, went to a better school than I did on the army base. Like it, like great teachers, great like you know all the best small uh, classes. Small classes, yeah, it was like the best, like because the government, it was like right there at the source of the government funding. Then I went out to, we, you know, we moved to suburbia thinking that it would improve our quality of life. And instead, we just had a bigger house and like shitter, shittier people. But you're also and, on an army base. Doesn't like the whole community know you? So they kind of look, all looking out for you, like, oh, that's what's you next You think kid. so, but you're, like, packed in there so tight, like sardines. Like, it's government housing, bro. It's still government housing. So it's like a damn, uh, you know, the projects a little bit where you're all stacked on top of each other, and it's the lower end of the socioeconomic like ladder. you're misbehaving. Don't people, hey, you know, Mr. Mayhem, uh, I saw your son yesterday, and he was <laughs> sort of, you know, doing – don't people kind of – Bro, are you not getting it? I'm talking about the Army. Yeah. Like, it's a military – you, when when are they gonna talk to my dad? When he's in the field, or when he's in the desert, or when he's back in the field, or when he's back <laughs> out of and he's so in the desert? Your dad wasn't again. around. He's dude. When you're in the army, you gotta work. Like you gotta go. They send you out there. You're government property. So yeah, my dad was gone a lot. So he was like shipped out. Did to your mom this have place, any control over place. you and your sister? Yeah, yeah. You know, my my mom was a very she's a very strong lady and was very like you know uh, she was really really caring, you know, and really, like, cared about our well-being and tried to get us to do good in school. And, was it hard having, like... But but the reality is it's very difficult when one parent, you know, is oh, yeah, away, yeah, and yeah. it's just difficult for one person to run the whole household. Oh, dude, I, I can't hear from my wife from away for a week. I know. Yeah, you, you, I, free, I can't imagine. Like, um, now... Was it hard, though, being, like, one of the best fighters in the world and always losing to your sister? Yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's that's one of my biggest regrets. Really? No. no I love my sister, but, <laughs> but, yeah, she definitely would win. She'd win every fight. But she, but she was, because I remember, like, she was, like, what, 220? <laughs> no, yeah, about. She was, like, 200 pounds muscle. Like, How good was she her just, headlock? Like, oh, I mean, it's tremendous. She just is, like, uh, <laughs> one of the one of the elite headlockers in the game. Yeah. Did she, she train at all? Yeah, she did train actually, like for a little while. Like she was super. She got into it a little bit. She her thing was roller derby. She would just oh, hell yeah dominate every girl. Would be throwing girls over the boards. It was just like <laughs> not even just Betty Machete. That's what she went by, and she was just a were badass. You the bad family in town. Were you like the, <laughs> like the the Millers? Listen, were the Miller no, family? but I I think you missed the part where I said Vietnam. Where I've been there. Everybody was there. Everybody was yeah. the bad family in town. Yeah, they were like legitimately. I drove around. There's like whorehouses everywhere. Really? And still, like about six years ago, and, and they were like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Well, you got to understand, it's a it's the offshoot of an army base, so there's gonna be a lot of lonely guys there uh, needing some love. And I mean, I'm how why. How many whorehouses did you go to? I didn't go to any of them. Oh, I just okay. drove past them. I've never in my life been to a prostitute. Have you been to a prostitute? Never. No. You? I mean, no, I mean. I mean, I got freebies. Plenty of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I've hooked up with girls that didn't charge me, but they were like friends. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be insulted or not. They were like, this, yeah. this guy can't afford me. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, uh, let's talk about, so. 
some of the fights. Uh, no, some of my shows in Vegas last week. Oh, God. I, I didn't talk about my shows. Did you do a show every night? Every night of the week. Wow. Monday to Sunday. Uh, one night, Anthony Njikawani came. You know him? Yeah. He's a great fighter. So he came with his... That's how you say his name, shit. Njikawani. Uh, right, him and his right. brother, Chitty Bang. They call him Chitty. Yeah, Chitty. yeah, yeah. So they, he came with this woman who's uh, uh, Lisa King, who was like a, a very a big kickboxer back in the day. And she has a daughter, and he's dating his, his, her daughter, who's like 30. Beautiful. Mm. And the mom's beautiful. And I was giving him the hardest time. Like, like when you guys have sex, you do it standing up because you have no ground game. Just like, and then and he, he turned like purple. Like, it was actually, he's, he said he was sweating. And, and, then, and then Lisa wrote a whole thing of like 50 shades of black. Like, that's how many shades he turned during the fight. So then... Uh, he was like, hey, why don't you come to my class? I'm going to make you sweat. So I went to his – that's the thing about Vegas is that you can go to like a random kickboxing class and it's a world champion training you. So I was there with like eight people. It was a hard-ass class, but that was awesome. So thank you for, for, uh, for doing that. Um, and then Vince Murdoch, who trained with Team Alpha Male, who finally made it to the UFC, got tested – he had like a brain condition. Ooh. He had like a GoFundMe for his brain surgery, which I donated. And he's a great guy, but he's it was successful, and now he's actually back fighting. So I, I go, obviously it wasn't that successful if you if you're still fighting. No. Uh, <laughs> but he he came, and then uh, Keith Berry came, who's a big nice. fan of our, our show. Hell yeah! Who uh, he dated for a while, Nicole Aniston. Who was a porn star? Yes, who I'm is, a big fan. You're a big fan of her. Yeah. So uh, during the show, I said, "Yeah, both of them take shots to the face." Uh, he was. So, but uh, Keith Berry's a good dude. But it's crazy because I was coaching wrestling, and I, I go, guys, you know, in practice, the winner of this next takedown gets, and I go, I don't know, who do you guys like, Miley Cyrus, or you know, whatever. And this little Indian kid in my team goes, Nicole Aniston. Nice. I'm like, wow. great. So they're watching porn now in middle school. <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah. Damn. I know. It's just, that's it's, when I started. Man. Really? Yeah, because that's when like phones first started to get internet on them. So somebody would come to school, like one of my friends, and he'd have, he'd have like a short like six-second video of a girl like masturbating with like a giant pink dildo. That's like the first porn i ever seen in my life. Yeah. And from that moment on, I started begging my parents. He remembers it so vividly. I was, it was pink, huh? I started to beg my parents for iPhone because that's, you know, yeah. got to watch porn now. And what happened? I got one, See, and then the problem, my life ended. That's the problem is that the, the internet. Like when I was a kid, we had National Geographic. That, yeah. Those were the naked girls. Dude, I, look, I grew up on an army yeah. base, and my my next door neighbor when I was ten had like a stack of like his found his stack of his dad's hustlers and penthouses. Oh my god, really? that was just. That, that that warped my sense of reality. Yeah. I can't imagine what kids are doing now. I had like National Lampoon now. magazine. Yeah. You see a girl's tits and you were like, you invite yeah. all your friends over. Yeah, I know. Right? No, and I, meanwhile, I'm like in the bathroom in fourth grade showing uh, kids Hustler magazine, getting busted for it, trying to flush it. But the problem is, is that that's what we had. I know. Magazines. He's, he's getting pink dildos, girls masturbating in middle school. He's, he's, and that's why right now he's into, you know, sword porn. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, you're I'm right. Coronavirus porn now. Have you heard about that? Yeah, that's th a real thing. What? Yeah. Hey, I'll just tell you this: that like two, you're into that? Yeah. two, two fine girls walk by with those masks on, and I gotta tell you, I think I got a new fetish. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I gotta Google this. Well, didn't you have a mask when you came out to the to all the, the cage? time? Yeah, but I mean, never a coronavirus mask. So this you're thing. into that? There's actually porn now. People wearing what hazmat are you talking suits. About? Oh, really? It's a real thing. So hazmat, but you just unlock the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, have you watched it? Yeah, of course. And then, like the girl has like one of those like. You know what I mean? Like the button-up thing in the back? Is that what's like going a, on? Like onesie pajamas? Like nah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, so, so you masturbated to hazmat porn? 
Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm masturbating to it. I might just be doing research on it to see, like, you know, it's a new fat. I got to no. look it up, dude. So yeah, Not full masturbation, but chubbing it up. Yeah, with just hazmat. chubbing it up. Yeah. Oh, All right. God. But there's something very interesting about, like, the, you know, the mental side of this porno because it's like, I think it's very romantic. You have, like, one person who might have coronavirus. They don't want... <laughs> They don't want to get their significant other the virus, but then the significant other says, you know what, baby, it's all right. I love you. We're in this together. And then they just bang each other. It's like it's uh, like AIDS porn. When you have somebody no, going around not, I, I, never, AIDS. I never watched AIDS porn in my life. No, trust me. You have watched AIDS porn. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just didn't know it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of which, then I'm like booked to do a cruise ship next month. And like, I guess speaking I, of yeah, AIDS. Uh, and I'm like, my wife's like, you're not going. All my friends are like, you're not going. I what if to, you get I'm stuck not, on a cruise ship? For like, you know what I mean? Yeah, quarantine, like, yeah, two weeks, three like weeks. Quarantine right now. Ooh. Yeah, so I gotta figure out how to how, how to get out of this one. Man, so, like, so you're, cha- no. you're okay. changing your mind? You're yeah. changing yeah, your I'm mind? Not, I'm not gonna go. Really? I'm I'm, I'm 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 gonna get fired from the cruise company, but whatever. You are? Yeah, of course. But I mean, they have to understand. It doesn't matter. Just say you already have the virus. Oh. Actually, I have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> don't think I have not thought of that. Like, I've, I've been coughing all day. You don't. You don't want me on there. I don't know yeah, what could be wrong with me. I should go to the doctor or something. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. So that's that. Anyway. Oh. So let's talk about some more fights. Cause this fight, I want to bring up. Uh, this LFA fight. Look, there's all these fights right now. I know. That it's overwhelming it's at overwhelming. this stage. It's overwhelming. At the same yeah. time, there's hidden gems, and me being a, the the we have the best podcast out there. By the way. Tell everybody, keep spreading the word. Don't think I don't see that. When you guys put that on Twitter and Instagram and saying that this is my favorite podcast, it means the world to me, especially because I'm losing money on the show every week. Okay, so listen, uh, it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for a, a living. But um, LFA fight, a guy got knocked out by his own shoulder. Uh, but really, was it though? Yeah, I you saw got it. this. You saw the slam? Yeah. You don't think it was his own shoulder? I mean, yeah, but it wouldn't have happened like by himself. Oh, right, right. He got right. taken down. Right. And yeah, obviously, like when you slam a dude down on his elbow, his shoulder jams up into his face. That's yes. the blackest guy I've ever seen in my life. That <laughs> yeah. is the blackest guy I've ever seen. He is really? A, he is a cocoa bunny. That's for <laughs> oh sure. my I, there's God. like nine things I can say right now, but I'm it's not, not bad. Going. Okay, it's so all right. So let's see this. Let's see this fight right here. Per, uh, surprisingly white name, though. Uh, Nate, Nate Richardson. <laughs> really? I feel like Nate's a black. A lot of black guys named Nate. All right, so here you go. Boom, picks him up, and his own shoulder knocked him out. No? Well, yeah, I mean. But, yeah, it was the – so what what happened? He braced for the hit? Yeah, he braced for it. Like, as he fell down, yeah. Do we have a slow-mo at the end of that? Let's check that out. Because, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that, like, what happened was – and, you know, it's happened to me before where – You knocked yourself out? Where No, where – I mean, it's not like he knocked himself out. This guy dumped him, and, yeah, he was trying to brace, you know, for impact – but his his chin slammed into his shoulder. Now, At least think, that's what now, it looked like. Do you think it's a weak chin or does or no, not a weak chin? That was just a tremendous amount of force. Think about it. All the guys' weight, all the other guys' weight, came you know arcing down. Yeah, yeah, arcing down. So his head landed at a funny angle. But this is also kind of a fluke, him. no? It's kind of a fluke. I mean, fluke, I'm not, I fluke mean, nothing. If I throw you on your head and you, you know, if you and you die, I go to jail for manslaughter. Of course, but, so I, but I've not never a seen a guy. Oh, he he hit his own shoulder it's not on a his head. Fluke, that. but I've never seen a guy get knocked out with this kind of a slam by his by having a shoulder break. So. That being said, if if he doesn't land this way, granted he's now in a terrible position. There are better ways to land around, than that. Blah for blah, sure. blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is it 
or uh, just an unlucky person. Obviously, he shouldn't have got slammed and yada, yada, yada. But he might have. Well, that was like an improper break fall. That's for sure. That's what happened? Yeah. Like, look, I, when I first did judo, like, we spent the first practice, first few practices, just slamming ourselves on the ground to the point where I, like, went home aching all over. And I didn't understand why at the time. But then as my career progressed, I realized that, shit, I can fall and be fine because I'm used to dispersing the impact through right. the ground instead of like this where all the impact went directly onto his arm and up through his shoulder. You know, you, you can't have like one small point be the point of the impact. It's right. got to be dispersed through the entire – you got to roll through it, you know. And instead – man, maybe he was trying, but – you know, the guy took him down so fast that it just spiked him into that shoulder and whoopsie. It's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah but I mean, you, now, but if you're his coach, do you tell him unlucky break, it was a freak accident, or shouldn't have got taken down like yeah, that? Yeah, shouldn't have got taken down. Like, that's the reality is that, look, well, next time, all right, we're going to go take down defenses where you're, you know, you, you can uh, get your hips out of the way so you don't get lifted like that. You know, uh, use your wizard more. Because I know, it's, like, when I'm, when I'm coaching wrestling, like, with the kid got pinned, he has elbow out yeah. on a shot, just got underhooked. Yeah, and yeah. I tell them, hey, listen, if you just would have had your elbows in, that wouldn't have happened. You got to tighten up. Yeah. there's yeah. Look, every, every, uh, every loss is a learning experience, and I'm sure he's going to figure out you know he's gonna work on his wrestling after that after that match I know I you know I, I've lost fights where where I, I got taken down early in my career and then went oh my god I really gotta up my wrestling right here and it, it takes that kind of wake-up call to do it yeah it's not a fluke exactly if the guy slams you down on the ground not a fluke. he's yeah he's trying to knock you out it's not like he wasn't trying to hurt the guy right. he, we in there it's serious but there's certain trying times, to hurt like, I remember when Jake Ellenberger's foot got caught in the in the corner, oh, yeah. where he was fighting, and his his foot got caught in the side of the cage. Oh, yeah. Against Masvidal, right? Yeah, and you're like, oh god, yeah, uh, it happens. Yeah, I mean, but that never ha- I never seen that happen before. I've seen it happen. Really? Yeah, you've probably seen. It. Is there anything you haven't seen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never seen a man eat his own head. <laughs> But but you've seen like a guy get pantsed. Uh, yeah, I've seen, seen Randy Couture get pantsed. Yeah, by who? I think Walid Ishmael. He pantsed him. Yeah, I, you know what? I just remember that right now. He like ripped his pants off during the fight. Yeah, I've seen a nipple pops out. I've seen nipples pop out Ooh. in fights. Maganya. That's Maganya, like, that's... somebody else. This other girl, Elizabeth, something. Got. I mean, I, I've seen a guy shit himself. I've seen a girl shit herself. <laughs> Uh, Are you just I, gonna? Is this your checklist? I've of seen wild biting. I've seen, seen biting. I've seen fish hook. I've seen eye gouging. Yeah. I've seen a guy. I remember Mark Kerr said that he he opened up a cut and, and tried to dig his thumb in and get him to tap that way oh, yeah. in the guy's eye. We've seen headbutts. I'm trying to think. We've seen shoes fall off. Um, or I, I mean, I've seen James Tony wore slippers during a fight <laughs> against Randy Couture. I'm trying. I've seen hair being pulled. Right? You've seen hair being pulled. No, di- no dicks, though. No dicks falling out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have. Really? I've, yes. Well, I've seen, uh, what's his name's nut, uh, uh, what's his name? His nut, Dennis Hallman. Dennis Hallman's yeah, exactly. ball popped out. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then Dana White gave the other guy a bonus for getting that his balls off the screen. <laughs> And, and said that. Uh, yeah, disgusting. I never seen a guy bite a guy's testicles, but I have seen Gary Goodrich or told me during a fight they told him no rules, no rules, and they said there were rules. He removed the guy's cup, grabbed his ball sack, squeezed as hard as he can. The guy tapped that way. So that's the closest. Jesus I've seen. Christ! I, I'm sorry I came on the show today. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the crazy thing everybody did to you? I, I don't know. Someone probably bit you before, right? Yeah. But uh, where, where, where'd they bite yeah, you? And the, just on the arm. So it was like no big deal. But like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, again. Anybody I, ever I, grab your testicles? I, you know, I got to admit that I, I grabbed some testicles. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I was in high school, okay? It was uh, a yeah, state tournament. Really? Yeah. You and this dude, listen, they called our names. <laughs> and I looked over across the mat and was confused because I was like, yo, that's a grown-ass man looking like Kevin Randleman right here. Yeah. And I just couldn't – I. I just didn't. I I had this tournament in my head the whole year and was like so excited to I was gonna win and this dude just pancaked me in the first minute and uh yeah you I'm grab ashamed. His testicles? Oh yeah for sure. What because the re- I I saw that the referee was on the other side while you're on your back. What like a dirt bag! I listen. It it still echoes with me to this day. I feel like I feel like a piece of shit. I had a girl one time. I wrestled a girl, and she grabbed my, my balls. Nice. And it was like the only time any girl grabbed my balls in high school. Bro. So <laughs> it was actually kind of like, hey, you got to you know, get it where you can. Um, that explains a lot. Uh, so this week, Bellator, Pitbull versus Carvalho. I, I always get the Pitbull brothers confused. I feel like it's like it's like the killer bees. And there's the, like the 47 Pitbulls in MMA. But also. there's two brothers that are like champions right. of Bellator. And but Cavajo, who Wait, I, which Pitbull is it? <laughs> one of them. Who's okay. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can, we, can we bring up the Bellator? Um, he's fighting Cavajo, who won six in a row. His last, he beat uh, Sam Cecilia by face crank. Was he on your season, Cecilia? No. Ultimate Fighter. Um, so this should be a good fight. Uh, Pitbull brothers don't get the. They don't get the, the props that they deserve. I think because they speak Portuguese and they're not as marketable as like um, other I mean, fighters. But you know, like the hardcore Patricio. people, they know. Okay, it's and, there's like, and they have their names are Patricia and Patricio, right? Isn't that the... Are you serious? I, I'm pretty sure those are like... No, like no imagination off. down there in Brazil. <laughs> like, Were they like, part of the guys you train with? Everybody is a Were these two guys part of the no, guys? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't have any connection to the guys. But like, yeah, they they're. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, they were actually, huh? Because they were training with um, with uh, Jose Aldo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do remember these guys now. Little badasses. Yeah. But yeah, they were just getting into it back then. Um, also, Emmanuel Sanchez has won six out of seven. Wins over Georgie Caracanian, over Claxton, who's a good fighter. Uh, he's fighting Weichel, who lost. This is a rematch. It was a split decision. Should be a good fight. And uh, Ronnie Marcus or Honey Marcus. Honey. Because uh, he to fight Barnett. Not fighting Barnett. He's not fighting Matt Matrioni, who lost two in a row. Um, Matrioni? Yeah, Matt Matrioni. Uh, oh. Yeah, Matt Matrioni. Matrioni. Uh, you got to say it with, like, this little sauce to and, it. And uh, that guy is, is so hard. I remember, uh, what's his name? McCorkle has a funny story how he, like, went out to Vegas to train with him, and he never actually showed up any of the days. McCorkle was stuck in the hotel the whole time. What? Yeah, yeah. He said he's the worst best friend. Uh, and Paul, <laughs> Paul Daly's fighting. Uh, that guy... Daly's back. Yeah. Fighting who, though? Sabak Homasi. Oh, I don't know. I don't What's know the who? guy's record? Is he like on a win streak or I something? I think he's good, but I think that they need Paul Belly to be a star again. Yeah. So I think they're giving him a I guy. I can imagine that, gonna... yeah. Um, and then Nick Newell. He's Newell. the guy with one arm. Yeah. Uh, who... So Newell is... He's in Bellator. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's and you know what? I always make one arm jokes about him, and he always like laughs or retweets him. Like I said, he's giving away uh, unused like left autograph gloves or something, never been used before. Like, but he said he actually did that because he has to buy two pairs of he has to buy a pair of gloves. He can only use one because he's got one arm, so he gives the other one to charity. Which they got to be like, well, why why are you only getting one glove? I guess you got to find another guy with one arm. Yeah. Uh, But. 
Yeah, so Nick Newell. Well, then he wouldn't even give him away if he had another guy who had a missing right arm. So, yeah, I remember uh, at one time the WSOF, and they never promoted it this way. Yeah. It was the funniest, or because like they had Nick Newell, right, who has one arm, and then Matt Hamill was the next fight, who was mm-hmm. the deaf guy. Then they had a guy that was a crime fighter who like at the who 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 like Phoenix only, Jones. No, oh. uh, yeah, Phoenix Jones was fighting his brother. He was fighting his brother on the car. Phoenix Jones was fighting his brother. Yeah. Damn. Um, and, and you know, an interesting thing about Phoenix Jones, I don't know if you heard about this. Recently, something happened recently. Yeah, like, I, you know, I guess, you know, you, you uh, die a hero yeah. or you uh, live long enough to be the villain because now he's like busted for uh, a bunch of like uh, cocaine ecstasy sales. Wow. Yeah. Which, you know, I, look, I think that the, the the fans know I'm pretty libertarian about things. I feel like. You know, you think uh, it was him, or I think it was another fried hero who said, "Remember when Batman?" It was, it was it was Phoenix Jones with the mustache. Remember there was a fake Batman. Remember the, yeah. uh, like some of the things of bad Superman. Everyone thinks it's him. Evil Superman. He, yeah, but it's not him. You think you, maybe? Maybe it's not. maybe someone's trying to frame Phoenix Jones. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's that, that's deep, bro. Yeah, I'm telling that, you. That's like a Stan Lee subplot right there. We're gonna we're gonna make a franchise out of this. So, but the WSOF never did anything. Like you would think that having a one arm guy, a deaf guy, and a superhero walk least, into a bar. <laughs> Like, that's how you should market yourself, right? I guess. Wait, uh, they didn't? No, they just put it on like this is normal. And I- <laughs> oh, but remember, okay, I'm sure you remember this, and I'm going to get some flack for saying this, but remember Japan had some, like, disabled fights, like, full-on missing chromosomes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, like very strange I mean, yeah. I feel like there's a market there. Of course Dude, there is. You know I what I mean? I would buy every single card. Like, call, it's like Special Olympics, but for like, you know, MMA Snowflake fights. fights, something, you know, everybody's unique. <laughs> Snowflake. I, I don't know. Transgenders, two transgenders yeah. versus each well, other. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not putting them in the same category as oh, we're watching that right people. now. This is just, oh. oh my God, you're not kidding. I, I, I know. This is fake wrestling, though. Or Listen, actual. Bro. Is that guy wearing, is that a guy? It's all fake wrestling, bro. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. All right. Yeah, okay, I guess. You now know. we're all depressed. We took back everything <laughs> I said about this. this I didn't so mean depressing. to make it dark. <laughs> yeah, this was... But there was... Yeah, all right. So also, Leslie Smith is fighting a girl, uh, Jess Miel, or whose nickname is The Widowmaker, which is kind of dark, That's a right? badass nickname. The Widowmaker? about that the other day. Like, you just go around killing husbands? Like, like the Widowmaker. Yeah. So she's... No, no. She's making widow... So yeah, she's killing dudes. Yeah, like if you're a widow, doesn't that mean like your husband died? Yeah. So you're make so you're on killing husbands. Uh, well, shouldn't she be the widower maker? The is that too wordy? I don't know. The widower maker, like she kills girls in the ring. Uh, yeah. Listen, so she's bro. fighting Leslie Smith. I like Leslie. Leslie one time. I mean, it's it's a little bit better than Max Payne two three seven as a Twitter following. Uh, you know, I, whatever. So, uh, but anyway, Leslie Smith is a girl who who I love. At one point, she got like a tumor removed from her stomach, and then did stand up comedy that night nice. um, on my show. And my wife comes in from Vegas, and I'm like, and she has the video of it, and I'm like, look, she got her tumor removed. And my wife's like who do you hang out with? And then Stefan Bonner comes over and goes, look, I still have a tooth logged into my fist of a guy that I punched. And it was just one of those. My wife was pregnant at the time. Anyway, also, uh, <laughs> Kimbo Slice Jr. is on the card. Nice. Uh, who's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he should be. He's training over there at Body Shop, right? Yeah, but he's but he's not. Um, he's good. He's getting better. They kind of 
rushed him. But that's not, that's in Bellator. In the UFC, Kevin Lee is taking on Charles Oliveira. It's an amazing card, dude, for fight night. It's oh, Oliveira's already turning over. Not that's the, right. not Cowboy oh, oh. Oliveira. Bad, Charles dude. Oliveira. Oh, okay, okay. Also a really good fighter. Yeah, um, dude. Uh, Damian Maya versus Burns. Go with yeah. Burns. Yeah. Uh, Random Marcos versus Amanda Rivas. Uh, and then Walker. Johnny Walker. He's finally Can we back? show some of Johnny Walker's breakdancing? Because this dude's hilarious. <laughs> Johnny so Walker fighting Krylov, Victor Krylov. Yeah, uh, should be a good fight, dude. It's gonna be a Not great Victor card. Krylov, right? What is it? Nikita Krylov. It's Kryl- some it's Russian Nikita Khrushchev. Yeah, yeah. No, but my parlay for this fight or for this uh, fight night is gonna be Oliveira. Yeah. Um, Gilbert uh, over Burns over Kevin Lee. Over Kevin Lee's last fight, 100%. he just knocked out. Uh, so this dude is hilarious. So this guy injured his 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 shoulder breakdancing after a fight. Mm, he yeah. won the fight. Did like the worm or something or. Can we put Johnny Walker walkouts or something? Um, Hold it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there. yeah. This is right here. So he after was... a fight, he wins. I was at this fight. He starts, <laughs> he starts doing oh. this and then messes up his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> that he was, was really That was too. not a worm. And that did look like he like, <laughs> blew his shoulder out. What, what the hell was that about? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Is he injured for no, real? No, no, no. Did he get no. fixed? Is he, is he a guy I feel like he dislocated his dude, shoulder doing the worm. He came out, knocked out Jimmy Manoa, was on a tear. Yeah, he, yeah, we but know him already. Come on. Yes. By um, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson knocked him out. And this is his first fight back of people. And But since then, he fired his trainer. Uh, said it was his trainer's fault. His trainer said that he was on Tinder the whole week and banging. All he cared about was banging girls and this and that. Uh, that he wasn't taking it seriously. Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he should go train uh, with Diego Sanchez's coach. What's the guy's <laughs> name? I mean, why wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't he? You yeah. world beater. Diego Sanchez got mad at me. Told me to go fuck myself. Uh, so yeah. He, well, he, he people got... usually do that to you. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Thanks, Mayhem. All right. So. Um, uh, what do you got, guys? What, guys, what do you got coming up? We're not going to give our picks for the fights for UFC. All right, what do you got? Well, you I got Charles I have, Oliveira. I have Oliveira. I think he's just a more well-rounded fighter yep. than Kevin Lee. And then Gilbert Burns is going to win, I think, by decision. Over Maya? Yes. Okay. And then who else? I think Johnny Walker is going to win. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who Ra- Randa Marcos is fighting. I don't know. I'm not familiar Amanda with Rebus. that girl. I'm yep. not familiar. So I, would, I wouldn't pick on that one. But that's pretty much it for my picks. Mayhem? I don't know. I think Damian Maya could win that one. I, I, I'm not sure. He didn't look that great against Askren. I know. But that's a, different, like, that's a different fight, you know? Yeah, this is – well, they're both – I mean, who wins on the ground? It seems like it seems like they can't each other out on the ground. And then Burns wins that's the stand-up. That's what I'm saying. You think so? All right. Maya's stand-up is not I can not see that. Good. I, mean, I mean, it's been – it's mind, developed. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not as great. And, and yeah, it's Maya's fight to lose, but – and I think Kevin Lee's got some confidence again. That's good. I like uh, Kevin Lee a lot. But I know, but I agree with he, what he's saying a little bit because Kevin Lee, like his confidence, got shooken, but it was never really a problem. It was just a, the fact that his stand-up was just unpolished, and like he would just throw these haymakers. It seemed like he would also kind of gas out. Yeah, he would because he's carrying all that muscle mass for the weight class. It's difficult, you know. It's difficult at, at, to not conserve your energy and go all out like that. Man, this is different. Man. Oh, also, uh, we talked about we missed up the so last week and the um, they had a, a press conference. They had yeah. uh, Khabib versus Ferguson. Uh, bro, I don't know. Like these dudes, are, you know what it is? Is that is that 
It's that uh, Conor McGregor fucked the whole game up. Now we all got to every every guy. Yeah, you were an entertainer, too. I know I was an entertainer, too. But here's the thing is that Tony is the weirdest dude <laughs> on interviews and, and, and uh, press conferences. And Khabib, like, barely can speak fucking English. And now he's got to, like, promote the fight the same way Conor McGregor He says does. you're not a real Mexican. That was bizarre. And I, I get kind of what he's saying. And both guys were getting under each other's skin. And the fans love it. But to me, it was fucking he cringe. Because he only has one kid? It was so, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was so <laughs> so cringe. Like, they're both, like, taking these cheap shots. Yeah. You know, it's like a... Well, it's then, like they run out of insults to give to each other, and so now we're going to fake Mexican. I just feel like if you fight Khabib, you don't want to piss him off because that actually motivates that, it him It motivates more. him to train. Yeah. I, mean, I, I disagree. I think that if you can piss him off and get him to gas himself out, his stand-up's not going to be Connor, as good. Connor, though. Connor yeah, pissed him off the most. I agree, but I don't think Connor had a ground game to be able to deal with with uh, Khabib. I, you know, the, the other direction, it really works. Now, let's, can, can we see the mental health question? Sorry to cut you off. No, no, good. Um, the mental health question, because I know uh, this is actually my friend, uh, Rodney Edgar, who asked this question, and I understand why he asked it, but I think also you have to understand, uh, or he did understand that I can see both points of view, because people were like, listen, not everyone's like Tyson Fury, where they're going to, you know, give a, a speech about mental health. This guy's here. This is personal issues. He's promoting a fight. He's not promoting his mental health. He obviously was very embarrassed with what happened on TMZ. But his 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 reaction was like, "Wait, what? Could, could we see this? What happened on TMZ? So about- Ferguson a couple years ago or a year ago, yeah. his girl, his wife called the cops. It was like said he was going kind of nuts. He thought they were like the I the it was, the CIA was putting." tapping his legs or something and like it just seemed like some real crazy stuff was going on right. um and i, I hope I'm, I'm not speaking out and like i don't you know are kind all of allegedly. Totally, all yeah. allegedly but i mean you're you can totally go on talking t- shit go right on t- i'm not talking shit i'm no, telling I, you what was on all right, but so the guy had kind of a breakdown a little bit right? yeah 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 all right so um but let's but let's see the uh interview that i, I it should be under press conference uh mental health question uh here uh, so this my friend Rodney James Edgar, who's a military guy, who's also was a fighter, and he asked this question at the press conference, and Tony wasn't having any of it. Uh, I'll show you. He's pulling it up, but Tony has always been super like out there, like even on the Ultimate Fighter, it's just been so bizarre. I think that's just his personality. Maybe he might he might be on the spectrum or some shit. You know, I don't know if it's brain damage, but I just think that's well, just him. Yeah, I think he's an extreme kind of dude. Like that's just kind of how he is. And and I saw the here. Go ahead and play it. Get some volume on there. Cool. You seem to be in really great spirits. I commend you for um, going headfirst into some you know mental health issues and working through that. It takes a lot of courage as a professional athlete, especially a lot of people look up to you. Fuck you. Yeah, you know I get I was, that. I was giving you props. I was I was just wondering. Fuck the advice. Next question. I wasn't giving you. I, I totally get it. You seem All to be right, in because really- the guy. I didn't really ask a question. He's like, he he said it. Your buddy said it really stupidly, like the way, hey, uh, just want to, uh, uh, and all he says like uh, uh, mental health. So Tony is here with all these lights in his face, right? To promote a fight. To, to promote a fight. Khabib sitting next to him, his opponent, right? And Khabib is like trying to exploit any weakness that this guy has mentally, like, to try to, like, 
get under his skin, right? Then this guy comes and helps and just says, he doesn't say anything. Con- he could have asked that question way differently. Like, what, what was yeah. the question? I bet. I mean, it he, wasn't any question. Like, but like, I, he, he could have said, I don't know. He could have said uh, something positive first about like before he said the word mental health because if you just like shout mental health at him, and he's like, he, he's going to take it. Could he have said, how's your mental health? Would that be a better question? Uh, I don't I think mean, what do you think? He would have gotten I mean, the same response. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. So, well, because it, it was not, it wasn't really the time for that. You yeah. know, this isn't like a intimate right, setting. So he you're not question. Barbara Walters. So what should he have you're, said? You're, I mean, you're so not sitting there in an intimate, you know what I mean? Just one-on-one interview. You're at a press conference. So, so, what, uh, hey, but, uh, so we know you went crazy. We know you went crazy before. Do you want to talk about this with your opponent who's going to try to rip your fucking head off and shit down your throat yeah. in, in April? Do you want to talk about it in front of it? Let's be, let's all cry. <laughs> so, do you want to workshop this together? The reason why Tony got mad is because he obviously has to defend himself against the allegations that, like, that he's crazy and all this shit. And the yeah. way he, wor- he worded the question was he's basically stating that he did and does have mental health problems. Well, he said, you, yeah, you tackled it head first, is what he said. Yeah, and he, Which, Tony's defending all of that. He did. He doesn't want to admit that he has mental health problems or anything like that. That's why I got upset. And he's also probably like, who said I tackled it at first? Maybe I'm still dealing with it. Like, well, I never commented on my mental health. Like, I just had some shit when I had a bad night. He never did, right? No, no. He's like, I had a a bad night or a couple bad nights with my wife and shit went fucking awry. Obviously, the UFC thinks I'm well enough to fight. I won my last fight against Donald Cerrone. Like, fuck it, let's talk about my fight. And I understand that, for, that like, I don't think, I know Rodney J. Becker is a really, really sweet guy. I know, yeah. And I, I, I like, get where he was coming from, and I, think, and I read his response. And I Like, think, he's like, oh, whoops. I know, yeah. And but, I, like, that wasn't the time to do it. And I feel like the response was kind of warranted. Like, fuck you? Know, you? Yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't need to explain myself to you. He like, doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't owe this guy, especially not in that situation. If, and I hope Tony does later kind of uh, expand on it because I know I have and I've talked about mental health and and uh, drug abuse and you know I, I've talked about it out there publicly because I, I think it needs to be something that's brought to the forefront so that people don't just you put it in this magic box oh it doesn't exist it doesn't exist but the reality is is that when you push yourself to the limit like Tony does when you when you're going you know to for a championship level training yeah, it takes a toll on your mental health. And so he's not ready to talk no, about it. I, I guess How are you going to try to make him talk no, about it before the biggest fight of his life? And the it, fight that has been five years in the making, they're just going to suddenly he's going to do a sidebar with this guy no, about I, his mental health in front of the guy who's going to try to kill him. And also, like I look, I have ADD, OCD, I take medication. I understand what I, – I, I could probably understand what the fuck Tony was thinking when he thought the CIA because I thought some fucking crazy shit in my life that I'm like – if you were to read it on paper, you'd be like, Adam's out of his fucking mind. So I can kind of understand where he's coming from. And also, not every guy – is that guy that wants to talk about shit. There are a lot of people out there. But also, it's not the place. Yeah. Like, T- Tyson Fury did it on podcasts, like, talked about it, like, and didn't really kind of talked around it, talked about it, didn't didn't really, you know, a- expand on it the way that, you, that your guy was trying to get Tony <laughs> to talk about it in a fucking press conference in, in front of a thousand blood. It's a way different vibe. Yeah. It's a way different vibe because... That that the press conference thing is just for me to say, 
I'm going to beat you up. And then him say, I'm going to beat you up. And then I'm going to beat you up. And that that's what that's for. That There's no illusions about it. There's just a, it's going to be a general like smack talk. That's what that, that's what that event for, not for serious discourse on mental illness It's not going to happen, you know? And so your, your friend deserved to get smacked down with fuck you. Yeah. Right. Sorry, bud. All good. All right. So let's talk about, uh, what we have coming up, man. What do you have coming up? You know, man, martial arts is going up. I got a bunch of fighters that are working with me. It's, and if I want to hire you, out. if I live in orange County, if and you I live wherever, hire, and I you want, know what I mean? I, I want to hire Mayhem Miller to do yeah, my Yeah, you just sign, sign up on the Mayhem Martial Arts website, you know, get the contact information, and bingo, bango. Plane tickets are cheap right now. They are, bro. And That's I will not cough coronavirus directly into your face and or eyeballs. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Winda, what do you have? Well, this is actually very exciting, dude. This is my birthday week. I turned 24 on Friday, nice. which is weird. Uh, that's why I'm starting to you know, become more mature. I'm dressing nicer. I'm not wearing $6 sweaters anymore. Nice. Uh, this is actually like a $12 sweater from Costco. Um, also, I officially opened up an email where fans of this show can email me. It's, it's theweendog at gmail.com. Okay. The, and then no space, weendog, W-E-E-N. Have any guys hit on? You since, since your dream came out? No, no, not at all. Um, but you can email email that email with any questions, email pics to the Ween Dog, or you just want to send me a lot of money com. for no reason. Yeah, uh, just go to that email, the Ween Dog at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and whatever. It's at the Ween Dog, which is like the same thing. And I appreciate it. Thank you all. Can you bring up AdamHunter.com, by the way? I'll tell my, my thing. Uh, this week, I'm in Wichita, Kansas. There's bare knuckle boxing that's, that same night in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, Dave the Caveman Rickles awesome. is, is, uh, is fighting in it, uh, as well as Melvin Gallard nice. is taking on Dakota Cochran. Uh, I'm going to try to go to that. Uh, you know Dakota Cochran? Yeah, yeah. He, he beat Johnny Hendricks in bare knuckle boxing. He's fucking everyone. And, and he beat Chris Lieben. This dude's like... I think he, he found his calling, which is bare knuckle boxing. In MMA, he was good, but in bare knuckle boxing, he's like uh, the best. Um, so, tour schedule uh, coming up. Um, yes, we could just click that. Uh, it's not coming up. All right, I'm in Wichita, Kansas this week. Uh, next week, I will be at the um, Tennessee, uh, the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then in April, I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be at Brooklyn the day before, uh, the, uh, Thursday before the Khabib fight. I'm going to try to go to the Khabib Ferguson. I'll be in Brooklyn at the Eastville Comedy Club that week. And then April 11th and 12th, I will be at uh, the Boca, Boca Club, Boca. And then, uh, yeah, so then I got that. And then in May, uh, I, got, I just booked, um, I'm going to be at uh, the Blue Room. May 8th and 9th in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Go to the damn website and figure it out. (laughs) Really rambling through all of your dates, Adam. All right. That's that's that. Uh, Thank you, Max, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, man. (laughs) Thank you, Wien Dog. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. And good good night. Idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Trap, Sonson, Trap, Donson, Trap. Sans to hook him, Dorpotan. Tather stole and Dorpotamoro died.